right. He's such a sleepy boy. I, I didn't fall asleep till like I'd say one forty-five. That's and, not unusual for you. Yeah, that's actually kind of early for me, especially on a Friday. But I, I woke up at four thirty, and I've been up since. So I'm on like between the last two days, like six hours of sleep. You know what my problem is with sleep right now? Actually, besides my normal bullshit, um, I I've obviously talked about this, but I saw Hereditary. And, yeah, you're all... And, it, it, dude, I, I obviously did a review on the website, and it, the movie is still... There's just some imagery in that movie that is entrenched in my mind in the most disturbing way possible. You were texting me about it, and I'm like, do I need to drive over and stay in the, no, so the house I, with him? I, I, saw it in, uh, I saw it on Wednesday with uh, Growhow and Greg, and Greg also was home alone that night. Um, the landlord was on a... A tr- uh, work trip and so I had the house to myself and Greg's uh, roommate was staying at her boyfriend's and in the middle of the movie Greg and I like look at each other and I'm like do we have to have a sleepover tonight <laughs> uh, I, I can't I can't tell you like just how fucked up this movie was man I do think um, as far as horror goes it's like uh, it's a landmark film I know it's getting a lot of praise but as a horror fan to actually walk out of the movie scared with my my head feeling kind of fucked up and it, it's like it's been three days, and I'm, it's finally coming down a little bit. But there's certain things in that movie that are so in my mind visually still that I, I don't know how long it's going to take for me to get it out of my head. I hope you never become normal again. I hope you're just this like zombie who's well, thinking about the movie there, all the time, have there never been, afraid, I, never able to sleep alone. Well. Uh, while we're in the subject of me being a little bitch, welcome to episode eight of You Watch, I Listen. Um, I can't believe we made eight episodes already and people actually kind of like us. Wait, is this episode, this is episode nine? No, this is eight. Seven? Eight. Seven was last week. This is Six. eight, stupid. I do all the graphics so I know the numbers. <laughs> yeah, but I also, your accounting could use a little brushing uh, up. I, everything could use a little brushing up. Um, so again, uh, episode eight, um, as we said, we we're just talking about, I did see Hereditary this week. There's a review on youwatchilisten.com, a spoiler-free review as well. Well, a bunch of people I know read it who um, didn't want to get spoiled. And they were hereditary very, dies in the end. That hereditary is not a person. Hereditary. It's not a person. Hereditary is a monster. No, they're nope. Mr. Hereditary. You don't have. It, it, I don't know anything about this well, movie. The, the thing that a lot of people saw. I don't want to read the review when they afraid they're spoiled. No, there's it's spoiler free. Um, it, it's so the way I was describing it to people is that there is real life horrific shit that happens not like the horror that you're used to like it like like the, the spinning heads her. N- n- tragedy we'll say like horrific shit like literally it was 30 minutes in the movie this event happens and ra- maybe 30 40 minutes me um greg and Grohauer had our hands over our mouths like our jaws drop like what the fuck did we just say i want to see it's, dude, little it's gonna it scared the three of you sitting there no that's literally what it was and the whole movie me and justin are just looking at each other we're like this is so fucked oh, up no no it was just it was fucked up and it goes from this real life horror like truly truly horrible shit to bring in a horror element. Um, it's adding in a, an occult type thing to it. And it goes from disturbing to holy shit. And when it starts going, it doesn't stop. Um, so, again, if you want to check out the spoiler for your review on youwatchilisten.com, um, if you are a horror fan, I definitely recommend it. It is worth all the praise it's getting. And if you don't get the movie, you're a jerk off. So I don't know what else uh have to say. Well, so, why don't we? Why don't we use that just to jump in? Because we do have a guest coming. Yeah, we in have and, uh, a, we have our we guest. Have a lot to so, do before. Let, he gets yeah, it. I was I was gonna say that. So now that since I just I don't remember who went first last week, but just I figured, let me go first. Yeah, go for it. So last week, what movie did I give you? You gave me Hereditary. I well, I gave you uh, the the witch, which the is witch. from the same production company.
company that picked up Hereditary A24 yep. um, as they seem to have a niche for this indie horror stuff. So, a niche? Your, uh, niche, 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 niche. Yeah. So what did you think of uh, The Witch? Okay, so first off, I'm not a huge horror fan. Yes. I like horror, but I don't really... You like particular horror. You like it a certain way. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. Like, I like um, It Follows. I like uh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah, where it's um, it kind of an original concept. And they're they, not really horror movies, but I do like corny slasher movies, but... You, you don't... You like campiness in some, and you like... Like, re- it, like a lot of realism in others. Like, yes. there's no... In between, um, like Correct. the Conjuring movies, doesn't I do it for you. you don't they're like, horrible. You don't like the. I see. I love the Conjuring, but as a horror fan, I think they're for what they're trying to do. Um, it's better than sh- I like that more than Conjuring, shit like The Ring. Conjuring, but I, I left. I actually laughed during the movie. Um, what's the other one that I really couldn't stand? Paranormal Activity. Okay, yeah, so I get it. See, that it, was when I was talking about Hereditary. That's what Hereditary does not go for at all. Yeah. Like, the the cheap, the big sound. Although it's sprinkled in, it is not a crutch, which those movies use it Yeah, as. so, The Witch, um, I like The Witch. Um, it was different. It, it was unique. Um, it's a pretty simple plot, which yeah. I did like. I like isolation. You, yeah, I like that. It had a very small cast. It was only you the know cast was the few phenomenal. couple kids, um, the parents, the, um, the teenage daughter who um, she was in Split, Split, and then uh, the mom who's also from Game of Thrones. Yes, um, so it was good. I enjoyed it. It's a horror movie, so I don't think there's a whole lot to say. I think if you like horror movies, well, here's the thing. That, well, I know where you're going. It's a very divisive movie in the horror community. That's the thing. I don't think it's a horror movie proper, but I think if you go in knowing very little about the movie, it's better. Correct. I and think the more you know, I didn't. I don't read any time I get a movie. I don't read anything about correct. it. I want to go in completely blind yeah. unless there's something you know I just happen to know. Exactly. So that being said, I enjoyed it. I think it's a unique movie. Um, I think its pacing is perfect, but I understand why people hate that pacing what they people can't and it's the same thing i just said with hereditary is that they expect the cheap scares and there's Mm -hmm. a couple sprinkled in like the jump stuff but and those are my least favorite parts of the witch i think the things that make the witch so good um i think first of all the the setting and costume design what's going on what's going on did i knock something what do you mean did you knock did you hear that feedback no, you're just on you because you probably moved something. Oh, hold hold on one second. You keep going. I think there's feedback on my end. Okay, yeah, I got nothing on my end. Um, so the thing with the witch specifically that I liked was that um, the setting and the costume design, everything. I thought that it it felt it made me feel like I was in that that particular scenario. See, that's how you just did it, you dingus. Um, and uh, the one thing that I loved as well is specifically the dialogue. The dialogue was great. I think it was very... I really did feel like I was in whatever, the 1640s yeah. or whenever it's yeah. supposed to take I, place. It was hard to understand at times, but I... It, I that, had to watch it with the subtitles on. I didn't use it... Well, I saw it in the theater, so there mm-hmm. were no subtitles. I did watch it once with the subtitles. Um, and again, I thought the cast, specifically the, the main girl... Um, she was great. And the father, I thought, was like the powerful. Father, the father was great. The mother just completely going unhinged yeah. was... And I think she actually was my favorite part because she was so hateable. Correct. But you couldn't really hate her because you understand why she's going crazy. All our kids are dying. I, I do think that particularly the last 30 minutes of that movie are very unsettling. When you really start to see it unravel and the the Black Phillip... The, I think Black Phillip Black is badass. When, the, when he turns into the devil... They so easily could have 
fucked it up. That, and they yeah. didn't. They yeah, could, I like and, that. and some people didn't like the ending, but I'm like, I, I thought the ending made sense. You end, it, what you supposed to do? Turn around and be it, like, I was the witch the whole time. I exactly. Mean? So for me, um, that honestly is one of my favorite horror movies in a, it was a long, long time. That's what I really I liked th- about it. There I, wasn't you didn't exact, have, You didn't have to add in all these other side characters, yeah, you things you didn't go, care about. Um, I watched with the fiance, and she texted me after she finished her last night. We were talking, and throughout the movie we had our theories like you know i think the older daughter might be the witch it might be yeah. the mom. and then about halfway through i said i'm gonna be honest i don't think any of them are i think the movie is what it is now and if you read up into the way this guy the guy wrote the film i was reading about it how much actually that, that's what uh, the movie again was it felt authentic and it didn't rely on cgi and it didn't rely on these dumb things there were some uh, incredible visuals in it specifically like i think that it was filmed so beautifully well um, he did it with all natural light exactly. which i like that and, was, and, and had, it showed yeah exactly so um, what was your ranking system for this? Because I know you're giving it something different. Give it a, um, a, a slasher, like a famous... Uh... No, no, I'm going to give it a monster, <laughs> like a Halloween monster. Okay, wh- which Halloween monster is it? I think it? it'd be a werewolf. A werewolf? Oh, so the wolfman. The wolfman. No, Who... a werewolf. But the wolfman. No, um, wolfman's no, a movie, if you're, No, no, the wolfman... No, there's a difference. The wolfman is the monster. A werewolf is a monster. But okay, then the I'm doing werewolf. Okay, the wolfman. Uh, universe. I think I'd I give it like... <laughs> A three, yeah, no, it's five. It, it was good. Uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, again. I and I like I like when a horror movie is divisive because that tells me that only stupid people didn't get. There was a quote from one of my favorite horror authors, Brian Keane. He's like, it, "This movie is unsettling. It's unnerving, and ninety percent of the people at see it are going to be too stupid to understand what they just watched." Yeah, I saw that the critics, yeah, ranked it significantly higher and than that, the audience. That's kind of what's happening with Hereditary too, because people don't know what to make a Hereditary. I think um, the one scene I really like. Like, there was maybe the first or second scene where the baby goes missing, and then the yeah. next scene is just uh, the witch, and you just see her, like, with a mortar, and there's just, like, this, like, yep. bloody pulp, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to be yeah. one of these movies. Yeah, exactly. It's, it is a fucked up movie, but uh, so I'm glad you like that, yeah, so good. I'm going to jump into the album you gave me. By the way, I didn't realize that the movie and the album would be so fitting together. Yeah, that's why the even the name of this episode, The Mantle of the Witch, worked really well. Yeah, it was... Um, so the album, so let me tell you. So this was Agalock the Mantle. Um, I knew nothing about this band, just what you told me, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went in very dry, and um, I will start by saying this is normally not my kind of album. Um, the kind of metal I like n- doesn't necessarily have these kind of vocals, specifically where the screaming is a little bit tougher to understand. Mm-hmm. Like I like it's a, more shrieking. Yeah, I would say that. Um, so in some ways, this album was a little uneven for me because musically. The, the music on this album is why I couldn't give a single song less than a three. Not a single song I gave less than a three. Um, the album overall I gave about a three and a half out of five. Um, specifically the songs I loved was I Am The Wooden Doors I thought was fantastic and uh, You Were But A Ghost In My Arms were my two favorite songs. Um, musically again I there was nothing I disliked about this album uh, from the the guitars the breakdowns that folk sound specifically mm-hmm. uh, the drummer is ridiculous the whole band musically is un- incredible um, and I, ju- saw, I saw them live and when you see them actually doing it in person it's very because it's not like Slipknot which has all this uh, correct they just go up there there's very little visuals and it's very realistic to how it sounds on the album which actually was more impressive to me yeah and I, I could totally see that as well so there, there was one side of me that was trying to like tell my brain that I shouldn't like it because the vocals really didn't do much for me but the music was at such a high level that I enjoyed it from start to finish um, I reached out to one of my buddies um, Jacob who's a big metal fan asked him about it he's like no dude they're great he actually um, he I 
forgot what the album was, but he told me about another one that's his favorite album by them um, that I'm going to check mm-hmm. out. But um, I got some like little insight from him just to see if I was getting the right thing. Um, but again, I, I really enjoyed it, man. It was cool to hear uh, music done on su- at such a high level, structured so well. The breakdowns are so good. The instrumental stuff is really good, too. And here's the thing about the vocals, because I understand. Yeah. That kind of vocals, because it's not Cookie Monster growl. No, correct. It's a very... It's very buried. I kind of view it as the vocals are another instrument with this kind of album. Yeah, yeah I agree with where, that. Where, yeah, they could be a little distracting if you're not into that. But I also couldn't see any other vocal style being with some of those songs. So almost like a necessary evil if you're yeah, not into it. That's totally fair. Um, I think it's a very tight album, too, which I like. I think you couldn't take a song out. You couldn't add a song. I think the... You know, eight or nine songs that are a part of this album are the only eight or nine that could go and build it. Yeah, no, it was, um, again, it, it was cool, like, because that's the, that's the kind of music, the kind of metal that I liked when I was younger, and I just grew apart from it, mm-hmm. and the things that I used to like, I, I stopped liking, and this was really cool to, like, get back into it and realize how much I was enjoying just sitting back. I couldn't, I had trouble listening to it at my desk, because it's one you needed two headphones oh, for. Oh, yeah, it's, it's um, stereoed out the uh, ass. Exactly, but in the car, driving with the window, uh, that's one of my favorite things. If I can drive with my windows down on a nice day and enjoy an album... It does a lot for me. So uh, three and a half out of five is pretty good. It's right up there with. Um, uh, I like Baroness better personally, but this they're was different. this was really cool. Um, I'm I would love to see these guys live. They don't um, exist anymore. It's, I know. I saw, and, they, I, and they broke up with. They were they were like a cult band too, and they broke up with. No, they just one day post on Facebook. Hey, we're done. It's weird, man. I guess it's better than you know releasing four bad albums and then saying you're done. Their last album, I haven't heard it, but it's got. Yeah, reviews. So at that point, I was kind of like, eh, I don't even feel like bothering. Yeah, no. Um, I definitely really enjoyed that one. So I was very happy with that. But um, I'm glad you liked it. I actually wanted to talk about another recommendation you gave me last week. <laughs> Shively Humper. Yes. Guy. So <laughs> I watched about 20 of the videos. <laughs> Um, and I, so if you guys aren't familiar with Shively Humperdick, it's also known on uh, YouTube as Dream Chasm. And Chasm. I, I, so I actually tweeted to the account, um, and they started following us. Um, but I was like, so I'm on like 15 and I still don't know what the fuck I'm watching, but I can't stop. Exactly. And, and he literally goes, that's the point. Thanks for watching. And then I was like, okay. I, well, the first thing it really reminds me of the videos are like a Tim and Eric sketch. Like, there's no sense to them. There's no logic. There's no reasoning. The characters change. That's a, in one scene the guy is like a grown up, and the next scene he's a baby. No explanation. I, I wrote down three of them specifically that I liked. Um, number seven. Uh, so again, this is Shively Humperdinck on YouTube. Number seven, Beached Boys. I, I didn't. I was like, this is fucking weird, man. I'm like sitting at my desk on my phone, and I'm like trying to work at the same time. I'm like the fuck is this on uh, number 10 we dance to summon the great beast <laughs> like the the there's no actual true pacing to these things there's, none it, it doesn't make any sense and then uh 14 party kid crew it's just some real like i said it's very very tim and eric ish so i'm assuming this guy is probably whoever he is he did make videos for adult swim oh which are, um, so either but tim- like after like this isn't he, they found him, I think. So this was either before or after, specifically uh, Tim and Eric, because one of them took inspiration from the other, because there, there's some real Tim and Eric shit in there. It, so again, that's that's Shively Humperdinck. I just stumbled upon that one night, and I was like, "This is horrible! I can't stop watching." <laughs> and 
for a week straight, I'm not kidding. I would watch at least you know five or six videos a day because I couldn't get them out of my. I'd head. have to see my actual like um, psyche trying to watch like a string of those before I go to sleep because some of them are like actually a little weird and they kind of like when you, if you listen to the audio, you're like, this is fucking with Everything's my head. Everything's like voice tracked, but it's it's very high quality voice track. Yeah, exactly. But it'll be this high quality like original com- composition with this like you know nice voice tracking and then it'll be like gifs from like you know when the internet was in 1999 it's, it makes no sense no it doesn't so again that's shively humperdink on youtube uh if you want to play along if it's, one night if, if it's a weekend and you're all fucked up just watch don't them. even do it like that when you have people over and you, like don't know what to put on just, just go, put go to it youtube on. and put it on that is the best use of shively humperdink i um, think that's that's a good way to put it no introduction just going so the next thing I want to get into, and this is something you and I discussed last week and we talked about, was um, we decided to listen to, to All the, the, Beatles. the Beatles. And I know some people aren't Beatles fans, but you're an asshole if you don't at least respect them. Um, so we went back and uh, listened to all the Beatles albums. They're 13 um, label or, I guess, major records. 13. So they don't listen to the American ones Correct. if you want to do this. Do listen the to the original ones, releases. That's how it's supposed to be done. You're going to miss a few like well-known songs because... Um, later in their career, they wouldn't release singles on the album. Yes. So, like, you won't get, like, so we Hey Jude won't be on the exactly. Revolution, but you, so, you get what I'm saying. So, we ranked the 13, and um, for me, this was pretty easy because I grew up on the Beatles. It was the first band I learned how to play any instrument, like, covering their songs. Um, my dad was a big Beatles fan. My mom was a big Beatles fan, so I was always listening to them. So, this was pretty easy for me to do until I got to the, maybe, like, third or fourth album when they really started stereo mixing and you had to wear two headphones. Yeah. yeah. And then, because sometimes you'll just be getting, like, John a John's voice and then the bass line. <laughs> that actually happened to me. I'm listening to Eleanor Rigby, and I just hear, dun Dun, yeah, that's dun, all you get. Dun, I'm like, is this a different mix of it? There's actually a really good thrice cover of Eleanor Rigby. If you've never heard it, you should I've check heard, it. I actually that, have. That's heard a pretty it. cool one. So, um, let me ask you right off the bat, what was your least favorite? Okay, and I think you and I are probably yeah. the same in this. Yellow Submarine. Yellow Submarine, and I, I would tend to agree. Um, I, I have very fond memories of the movie Yellow Submarine. Um, I specifically remember. Um, dropping acid at a friend's house in in um, eighth grade and watching Yellow Submarine, uh, and it was an experience and it made me grow fond of it. So, I, and I want to preface by saying my least favorite Beatles albums I still like more than most other bands' I'm, worst albums. Yeah, so I ranked <laughs> all of these best. albums in compared to other Beatles albums. Correct. So, like. A three for the Beatles would be like a seven out of five for any other Correct. Band, now, so. the problem with Yellow Submarine is so much of it is just like an instrumental That's, thing. To, so, yeah. the two things that piss me off about Yellow Submarine is half the tracks are on other albums. Mm-hmm. I think Hello, Goodbye, or no, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry, um, uh, All You Need Is Love and Yellow Submarine. Those are, you know, three-year-old uh, exactly. songs at that point. Um, and I, while I was listening to the albums, I actually was reading with them, because I know the Beatles pretty yeah. well. My parents, like yours, big fans. So, Yellow Submarine, apparently they just had a contract obligation, yeah. and they just threw shit on it. So, it's a Beatles album, the but... The movie's really good, man, especially if you're on some kind of psychedelic. <laughs> Not that I do that anymore, but at the time, it was fantastic. I think I think everybody who gave it a good review was at the time, too. Yeah, I, I have not watched it um, since that psychedelic evening, um, and maybe there's a reason for that. Um, so, I want to go into what did you round out your time? So, we got 13 out of the way. What was 10 so, through 12? I just want to let you know, the way I did it is, I did it the way you do it. Yeah, you told me. I went every song and ranked it out of five. Yes. Then I averaged it into a percentage. And this is how you... See, I didn't go that... You're the music guy here, so yeah. I guess it makes sense to um, do that. So, what rounded out? What was your number 12? And I'll So, look. my number 12 with a 63 was Please Please Me. Uh, my number 12 was With the Beatles. 
Um, mm-hmm. That one is next to Yellow Submarine, my least favorite. But again, I still like it. Uh, what was your 11? Beatles for Sale was 66. That, mine was also Beatles for Sale, 11. Beatles and- for Sale is the only one. So while I'm going through it, you can see where there's different changes of Correct. where they change your style. The sound and the, the style changes, yes. And typically, yes. the first album of a stylistic change is the best. That's the yeah. way I found it. Beatles for Sale was the first time that they went into more mature music, and I think it didn't work. I don't think they were ready. They were in between. Um, now, the one thing I would album. tell you on my um, t- 13 through 10, on my least favorite Beatles album, the one thing that I came away with the prevailing thought of is how underrated George Harrison was as a guitarist, and he didn't do anything crazy. He wasn't doing sweeps on guitars he wasn't dealt, he wasn't uh finger tapping he was just a smooth uh innovative guitarist specifically when you hear what his sound was and how many bands in the next five years tried to mimic that sound but needed a pre- plethora of effects he also when you go to the solo albums he had far and away the best solo a- album All absolutely made, uh, must pass. absolutely um so ele- my 11 was uh beatles for sale and 10 was please please me this is going to be my first shock okay at the white album at 10 hate the white see that I, I don't necessarily understand which i'll get we'll get to that i'll, I'll tell you when, when we get you to get my, to your white album yeah, i'll give I'll you, you my, my problem with the white album so um so number 10 was the white album for number you 10 was okay so we'll get into that and again i did this form like a formula so i actually didn't know what the rankings would be until i finished it okay so give me your uh, we're gonna do nine through six what was your nine uh with the beatles my number nine was Magical Mystery Tour. I love Magical Mystery Tour, um, but when I was comparing it to other things here, it just did not click the same way. So mine, uh, what'd you say yours was again? With uh, uh, with the Beatles. With the Beatles. That's fa- yeah. Again, I, that was my next yellow summary. My least favorite. This is where the drop off kind of ends, and then like all the others are kind of bunched so, together. So my, what was your number eight? My number eight was a hard day's night. Okay, so my number eight and uh, is Let It Be. And uh, if it was the Let It Be Naked, which they released in 2004, I, would probably be in my I top debated, three of Beatles I albums. I debated listening to Let It Be Naked, but I'm like, that's not you how also, we agreed you to do it. You also can't find it on Spotify or Apple Music. It's, Let on it be, it's not on Apple Music, at least then. Yeah. I, I, Well, I, if that was the one we were doing, that'd probably be in my top three, because I think Let It Be, the raw cut, is so much better I don't know if it would original. be in my... It would definitely be higher rated. I don't know if i put it that high, but yeah. it's definitely... That's the Let um, It Be to listen I to. I think that, uh, you know, it's crazy. Let It Be is their last album. But, but it, was it was recorded to last. Exactly. Abbey Road was recorded last. Um, so what was your number eight? Um, hard Day's Night. Hard Day's Night. Um, my number seven was A Hard Day's Night. So we were pretty my close My seven there. was Let It Be. Okay, so we were about on the same wavelength on that one. And those were, those were and again, one percentages I, away. Let It Be, I had a 75. Hard Day's Night, I had a 74. It, so. so we were, we were it close. A, it could be the song. Um, and what was your number six? Magical Mystery Tour. My number six was Help. Magical Mystery Tour, by the way, tied with Let It Be. But at that point, I gave... Um, I also put like a little adjusters where if I think the songs, the product was better than the individual songs, I would give like a little bonus point here or there. So that's what could push it ahead a little bit. Yeah, for me, it was help and I like help, but um, I, I again, it's six. It's not really a bad ranking, but I when I get into my top five, these are ones I can put on any time. These are the tough. This and is my, where it gets tough. And my number five um, that I started with was Rubber Soul. Um, I love Rubber Soul. I think that was the real beginning of them changing the land mm-hmm. as much as they changed it when they came on the scene with um please please me it they completely rewrit it rewrit it rewrote it, it boo uh rewrote it when it came out with rubber soul rubber and- soul is so acoustic and it's got you know you know how much i like that kind of folk yep. rock right. i loved rubber soul and i didn't realize how much i loved rubber soul till i actually re-listened so what to was it. your number five then my number five was sergeant peppers sergeant peppers okay and sergeant so- peppers 
I have a weird relationship with Sergeant Peppers. Well, I, I'll get to Sergeant Peppers in a minute because mine's obviously higher. Um, so then we'll talk about it there. What was your number four? Rubber Soul. Rubber Soul. Um, four was Revolver for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I like Revolver more than Rubber Soul. I think that's when they really rounded into that form they tried to capture on Rubber Soul. Um, so Revolver at number four for me. And what was your four again? Uh, rub- rubber Soul. We swapped them f- four and five. Uh, number three I had Abbey Road, and I have a poster of Abbey Road right behind mm-hmm. us. I love Abbey Road. Um, I think it's it, it's weird because when you listen now, knowing that was actually the last album, you can you, you can kind of tell that they were starting to go in their own creative See, ways. See, the thing with Abbey Road that they weren't talking. They com- they recorded in separate rooms, and the yep. album is so tight, especially that medley at the end. Abbey Road. I uh, love Abbey Road. So, so what was your number three? This was the biggest surprise. Help. Help? Okay, that I, is high. I never thought of Help as one of my favorite Beatles albums till I actually went through and saw the quality of, you know, Yesterday, you know, the well-known yep. ones, Help. And then you saw God, just Yesterday the, is such a great song. The still. Filler, the filler, the filler songs, songs are cute. They could have been hits on any other album. I thought, I was shocked how much I liked Help. I gave it a 78. That Help is, I, I do like Help. Even though it's at six, again, this is hard mm. for me because I like all these. Um, at number two, I had Sgt. Pepper's. Mm-hmm. And um, I again, I have great memories of Sgt. Pepper's. Um, when I was in, when we were freshmen in high school, I went to two different Beatles things in one year. This is like when I was on a full Beatles kick. I went to. Did Be- you see John? No, I did not. I wish I saw him. I guess I wish I got to meet him. Um, you kind of look like Mark Chap- David Chapman. Mark David Chapman. Um, He's more likable, though. It's <laughs> not saying much. Um, so I went to, they did a thing at the high school. It was like a world famous Beatles cover band that played at the high school who they changed like their costumes. Oh, throughout. you know what? I think I remember that. That was Beatlemania. And then a few months later at the Meadowlands or at the Javits Center, they did, they the did Peppers Be- no, Beatle Fest. And this was when they, it's like a Beatles convention, <laughs> and they had a Beatles battle of the bands. And the best band I saw, actually, it was two 11-year-olds and a six-year-old on drums who were <laughs> awesome and hot. Uh, <laughs> no, they were boys. It's okay. Um, so, so um, This is the reason why we will never make a profitable podcast. Oh, uh, whatever. If people can't understand, that's a joke. That's their problem. But um, at number mm-hmm. two, like I said, Sgt. Pepper's, again, I like the raw sound on it. I think how I said Rubber Soul started it, mm-hmm. Revolver kind of rounded in form i think sergeant peppers really really kicked it into gear revolver i listening to revolver and sergeant pepper because those two kind of i think you can link because that like you said it begins that rubber soul and revolver are bridging the old beatles and the new beatles yes revolver in every way does what sergeant peppers did and did it better I, I would agree with that completely. So what was your number two? Revolver. Revolver? Okay, so we're our top fives are, are kind of close, but then when I get to my number one, which is the White Album. Mm-hmm. Um, so the things with the White Album that I love specifically is I think that's when each guy, each musician in the band, including Ringo, who I think gets a little too much flack sometimes, um, really kind of figured out exactly what they're, they're good mm-hmm. with and their sound and their timing. Uh, so the White Album from start to finish. There's a couple songs that I, I could skip over, but it, it incorporated the sound of the young Beatles with the new evolved Beatles and meshed them into one in such a way that that's exactly... When I think of the Beatles, I think of the sound on the White Album specifically. Okay. So I have... By the way, my number one's Abbey Road. Eric's okay, yep. I, I think Abbey Road... If I had to go to a desert island and bring 10 albums, Abbey Road would be the only Beatles album that's, that I'd that's bring. That's fair. I think it's... Um, Every song on there, you have the best of George Harrison, Here Comes the Sun, yep. and something. You have the best of John, um, She's So Heavy, which may be a top five yeah, Beatles song. absolutely. And then McCartney's medley with those half-finished songs kind of bleeding to one another. And then the first hidden track, 
her majesty at the end it just it's i it, it's weird because it's it, a quint- my, i think it's quintessential my, my top 5 beatles albums are could be top 5 or top 10 mm-hmm. albums in general for me uh the, so the, on on the white album helter, so, yeah. helter skelter that is one of the first metal songs when mm-hmm. you think about it in a lot of ways. What this, this sound, and also, you know, let's, thank you, thank you, Charlie. The, the yeah. yeah, exactly. Hello, Sharon Tate. Um, but that to me, what, like I said, when I think of the Beatles, I think about what the White Album was sound wise, bringing that, that young, happy go lucky sound to more of this um, edgy, experimental, and at times angry sound. Again, incorporating the two things that made the Beatles uh, such a transcendent group and brought them in. The one. So the problem that does it. The for problems me. I have with the Boyd album. A couple things. One, I and I think I've told you this. I think everyone. Sure. I'm not a fan of double albums to begin with. Yeah. I think double albums are too much material. I think my favorite double album might be Stadium Arcadia, which it's an That's okay a fair, album. Honestly, but, my favorite one is um, Nine Inch Nails. Um, the Oh my god, I just forgot the name of the album. It's fragile? A, no, no, the Fragile. Yeah, yeah, fragile. yeah that's yeah, the, that's the a, double album. That's a great album. It's it's too much. Even Baroness's double album, I'll listen to because their bet double album is green and uh, yellow. Yeah, I'll listen to green one time and then yellow another time. Like I won't listen to the whole complete work. I find double albums in general tend to be way too much material. You don't build a cohesiveness, and there's no cohesiveness. So for you on a double album, album. it's not necessarily the the music on the white album. It's the flow of the white album for you. I also think there's a lot. I think if you cherry pick twelve great tracks off the white album. You have a top three Beatles album. Okay, it's the, if you made it if you cut it down to like a twelve track album. If we were, yeah, that's the problem. That might be I'm the not greatest. doing my favorite tracks. Yeah. I'm just doing the whole. Well, honestly, thing. that that greatest hits album they released when we were kids, Beatles One, is fucking Beatles One, is where I kind of <laughs> got started. It's ridiculous how good it is. Um, the problem is, and it frustrated me because there are points where I was listening to the White Album. I'm like, how can you have back in the USSR on the same album with Martha, my dear, which I think is. And I get it, it's just a happy little pop song, but there's no I, I, uh, there's no uniting theme on the but album. That's, so while I agree with that, I do think, but that I kind of think that is the theme that they were showing. Literally, it was almost like the genesis of the Beatles by bringing in that. See, I think it's the other part of it, though. It's they were so fractured and they were doing their own things that Paul would bring his five songs, John would bring his six songs, Ringo would bring his four songs, and then Ringo would do one that they, do you, think, you know... Do you think Ringo... I do think Ringo gets too much shit. I think he's he, shit he's, on... He's okay. He's so, just there. Uh, he, um, one of his albums, I forget which one I listened to. I, I think just, it's just it, called Ringo. It's actually not that bad. I'm sure he's not a bad drummer. He gets he's shit okay. on. He's okay. Let's just listen to Lady Madonna and call it a day. <laughs> it's <laughs> Lady Madonna. Um, so, so, again, I do think... Uh, I, I Not that I think... Ringo is still the worst member of the Beatles, but George is definitely the most underrated. You also, I think John's the most overrated. Well, and I like John. I think there's a point where early on... Not as much as Mark David. John. <laughs> early on, John wrote better songs because he had that raw correct kind of let's break everything like twist and shout i think's phenomenal it's where he's great. screaming even birthday is um, great <laughs> and then once they became more competent paul john became more experimental which isn't a bad yeah, thing correct but he became less focused where paul actually became a composer not a songwriter yeah, a composer correct. and that that's where it changed. Um, but uh, George, I think, I mean... George George had the biggest difference. When I was younger, between. I didn't fully understand how good he was because when I first started playing, you know, you look for those, like, the, the riffs, like the mm-hmm. heavy riffs on a guitar, and he never he never had to, but specifically... He had very was, sleek riffs. Exactly. Something, very I think something might be one of... Even though it's, like, this, like, mushy love song, I think it might be one of just the most perfect guitar songs that are written just because of the overdubbing, the... 
the way that you know you have you know st- the stereo mix where it's going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Spe- specifically, um, I remember the moment where I really started like listening to his guitar playing more. Is a guitarist I respect a lot, and I yeah, he's widely considered one of the best. Eric Clapton said mm-hmm. George is the best guitarist I've ever played with, and that's coming from Clapton, who he's played. Yeah, well, with. you know, Clapton owes George something. He stole his wife. <laughs> that's that's kind of true. Um, you know, uh, what do you what do you think George Harrison liked more, playing guitar or his cell phone? <laughs> You know, he didn't actually die of brain cancer. It's not a lung cancer. I found that out. Then, but I was always under the impression it was something right, related to... Right, because there's always the jokes about it. Well, I know that uh, if you could look up... like it probably, he, it probably went to his brain. He got one of the very first cell phones, and he apparently like brought it with him everywhere. Like, what did he do? Fall asleep with it? Like, just duct taped to his chest? <laughs> what did Jimmy? Jimmy had one of the meanest... Let's get him a hat with gutters. <laughs> I remember I was driving. I went, oh, that's so cringy, but so cringy. That's horrendous. So, um, I got some real quick for you. Go for it. Give me an underrated... Like, not let it be or something like that. Give me a Beatles song, a deep track that you really love that kind of, you know, would never appear on a greatest hits album. I don't know if it, I so yeah, how I said let it be naked. I, mm-hmm. I like Dig a Pony a lot. Dig a Pony. I think so good. I like the long and winding road a lot. The long and riding winding road on naked is phenomenal. The one on the I age. actually think and I like Let It Be, but the Let It Be Naked, With the song stupid is, horns and yeah. harp. Paul um, hated it too. That's what that actually was the driving force why. Uh, so Naked came I, out. I would honestly probably say Dig a Pony, I, and I I think Let It Be does get shit on a little too much. I think it incorporated a lot again, um, the maturity where they were at maturity wise, despite hating each other. And they're trying to go back to that uh, sound that really is you, where they started. I, I should recommend to you this week that Paul McCartney really is dead documentary, <laughs> the, the conspiracy documentary. Oh great. It's pro Paul is dead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, it's dude. It's super. If you're a Beatles fan, you'll appreciate like the things in the songs and like the album cover kind of things. <laughs> like my favorite one is I don't remember which album cover it is, but it's the one where Paul looks like he's in a suitcase. And if you lay it on a if you lay it on its side, it looks like he's in a casket. <laughs> oh, that's um, that's one of the um, the American one. Yes, yeah. Do you know the one where they they're covered with the dead baby, uh, like the dolls dead and the baby? Meat? Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. My uh, my mom's cousin had a copy of that. And they just sold it at like a flea market. And, oh, what are they it's doing? Worth thousands. So, um, the next thing I wanted to get into. So that was again our Beatle ranking. Mine was my number one was the way. Let's go through them real quick. You yeah, go. So um, I'll go my thirteen through one thirteen. Yellow Submarine, 12, With the Beatles, 11, Beatles for Sale, 10, Please Please Me, 9, Magical Mystery Tour, where's my 8, I fucking can't find my 8, Let It Be was my 8, <laughs> 7 was A Hard Day's Night, 6 was Help, 5, Rubber Soul, 4, Revolver, 3, Abbey Road, 2, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band, and 1, The White Album. All right, mine's 13, Yellow Submarine. Please Please Me is number 12, Beatles for Sale, number 11, The White Album, The Big Shock, number 10, (laughs) Uh, 9, With the Beatles, 8, A Hard Day's Night, 7, Let It Be, 6, Magical Mystery Tour, 5, Sgt. Peppers and His Hearts and whatnot, Uh, 4, Rubber Soul, 3, Help, oh, there's exclamation point, Help! Help, yeah. Two, Revolver, number one, and always number one, Abbey Road. And that's totally fair. So I actually had a lot of fun doing this. I'm going to actually, I'm planning on writing up, because I actually You're going to do a write-up about them. Um, on the um, website, not as detailed as my Yay review, but I'm going to do uh, probably a two- Which you can read his uh, Yay review uh, on youwatchilisten.com. Um, I'll uh, do a two-part, just kind of, you know, my thoughts on each. Um, yes. I grew but, up with the Beatles, so that's probably going to be more personal. Yeah, than I know people that would say, oh, the Beatles, uh, they're, someone goes to me, they're, they were a boy band early on. I'm like, no, but at the time, that was like death metal when they first came on the scene they would say i want to hold your hand was you might as well said i want to fuck your mouth if you say the beatles (laughs) suck 
You okay, are, you need to present a lot no, of evidence. It's not even that. If you say the Beatles suck, I, I don't want your evidence because your musical opinion. You could say that you're not a fan. That's fine. But no saying one's ever they said suck, the Beatles suck and presented me an argument no. where I go, okay, I get that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so again, uh, I had a lot of fun doing this, going back to the, something that I grew up with, and I think we're gonna do it um, soon with Led Zeppelin, right? Yeah, Zeppelin. We should do one of those. I think Zeppelin I, would be a good. The problem one. is, I already know Zeppelin like what my number one is, no matter what. But I'll be, I'll like revisit the other ones. I actually did it a few years ago on my own, and that time I had a different number one. So I'm thinking maybe if I do it again, I'll surprise myself. Yeah, it's possible. I haven't listened to the whole Led Zeppelin catalog in a while. Um, so the next thing I want to get into while we're waiting for our guest, which I hope he did, because he worked, he was coming right from work. I really hope he didn't go home and just fall asleep. There's a good chance which, he did. If he, that happened, we'll just have to reschedule Manfro. Um, but that <laughs> this, this him not showing up would be like peak Manfroism. Um, so the next thing I did, it's a follow-up from last week when I did movies you hate that everyone loves, and I did movies you love that people hate. And I got a bunch from people. A bunch of people said The Last Jedi and Solo. Um, I got that from Matt, um, Matt, Mike White and Matt Forsythe both said they liked The Last Jedi. Matt said he liked Solo. Um, so the thing with Solo, again, critics liked it, but fans just didn't go see it because yeah. of poor marketing. Um, two people said Little Nicky, uh, Dan Connor and um, Brandon Nichols. I like little Nicky. I it's like Sandler right at the end when I thought he was still funny. It's <laughs> little little Nicky's a rough one. It's I don't know. There's some parts I like about it, but th- there's certain things in it I don't like, but it was when I was still thinking Sandler was funny. Uh the next one I really agreed with was Drag Me to Hell, um Sam Raimi. It's basically the sequel to the Evil Dead and Army of Darkness movies, like a loose sequel. It it's it, people thought it was supposed to be scary and just like any Sam Raimi movie, it's campy and it's goofy. It's supposed to be that way. So I, I don't understand exactly what everyone's problem is with Drag Me to Hell, but I think they were just expecting something else. Um, so after Drag Me to Hell, the next one, I have two from Greg, and one of these I just I cannot fathom because I remember this movie when I was young, and even then I thought it was dog shit. It was The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. No, that no. Was what a terrible, terrible. No one, like Sean Connery, that was one of the reasons he stopped doing movies was how bad that was. You retired possibly he, the best 007 was from he, acting. Wasn't he supposed to be um, Morpheus in um, Matrix? The Matrix, and he turned that down for the uh, League of Extraordinary yep. Gentlemen. And Will Smith was supposed to be Neo, and he turned it down. Oh, thank God. Yeah, that exactly. I actually want to see that Matrix. <laughs> With Will Smith. He's... <laughs> Welcome to Zion. <laughs> um, Wait, you next... know what? Let's just throw a Paul Giamatti too, because I feel like let's just round it all up. He's out. Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pig vomit. Alter- we should do alternative. That that's a game we should do one day. Alternative, alternative uh, casting it, um, with the Avengers. With the Avengers, but we should do alternative, alternative casting. I like movies. I like that idea. Um, Greg also put Hot Tub Time Machine too, which I also thought sucked. And I like the first Hot Tub Time Machine. I too, I just I didn't laugh I, at any point. I don't hate it as much as everyone does, but I don't understand Greg's obsession. No, with that it wasn't movie. that funny. He puts it on every time. So we're at this his was place. a very controversial one. This is from Kelly Dean slash McLean slash your husband Rue. Um, the most recent Fantastic Four movie. It's the first person no, I heard no, that liked no, it. No. I didn't see it, but I he said as a fan. Uh, he hated the original movies they made with Jessica Alba. Those and, weren't particularly no, high water. But I, this was apparently. But I, the cast in this one was good, except it was apparently dog shit. I I uh, actually I saw half of this movie. One of the few superhero movies I probably seen you haven't. And it's I, it's it bad. looked it looked it's, bad. It's um, bad. they also gave me a couple others. Blade Trinity, which I hated. The third one uh, with uh, I didn't see that, that one. one was terrible. John Carter, which was a huge box office bomb. Uh, another person gave me the Grinch with 
Jim Carrey, which I hated. I, I love the I, Grinch. I hated the Jim Carrey. Why does it need to be a two-hour movie? I liked it's a it. Thirty, but it's a 30-minute movie. Who cares? And it was annoying. They they did inspiration. They fleshed it out. I thought it was a fun little stupid Christmas it, uh, movie. The cartoon is one of Maybe because the cartoon. I hate the cartoon. See, that doesn't make sense to me. Because how can you hate the cartoon when literally the movie takes you know what I all realized? the parts of the I cartoon? I like Christmas movies. No, you're just a, you're a cunt and you're a, you're a Grinch is what you are. <laughs> I'm a, I like the Grinch. Yeah, but you you don't like cartoon Christmas cartoons, but you like the shitty you know, Jim Carrey one you know that what I like? no one talks about besides this. What are you talking about? They play it every fucking Christmas. You see the cartoon more so. Well, the car, yeah. Okay, you see the cartoon more, but you know, who did, like you know who did the voice of the Grinch on the cartoon? George. The, no, the George Frosted Harrison. Flakes guy. <laughs> They're great. The guy that did Tony the Tiger. Don't ask me why. Well, what that. am I going to do with that information? You got, you got, you want, do you like Frosted Flakes? Not particularly. I'm a um, so um, I also got someone put... Remember sh- the, the, uh, the cat in the hat? With Mike Myers, some two people put that on here. The, the cat in the hat. No. I got that from Maureen and also Kelly Dean. Um, no, I I would actually rather watch the Grinch. The Grinch, the cat I the get. The Mike cat in the hat one's bad. Um, I got uh, Street Fighter from Brandon Nichols with John Claude Van Damme, which I didn't. Ha- I have a Street Fighter. Movie? You ever saw the Street Fighter movie? It's so not the Are video sh- game. And it's, it's not Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Yeah. I love Street Fighter. And it was uh, Raul Julia's last movie before he died. His kids wanted him to do the movie, um, and he played the the main bad guy from the Street M. Fighter Bison. Games. Yeah, he plats who he was. Uh, so you should watch. You should pull that one up. I it's, didn't, uh, yeah. it's not very good, but it's it's like it's '90s action bad. I didn't even know this movie existed. Exactly. It's like uh, three ninjas escape from Mega <laughs> Mountain. <laughs> um, so the next ones I got, I got Revenge of the Sith from Mike Z uh, yeah. or Francesa. This one I hadn't seen. Uh, Green Zone with Matt uh, Matt Damon from Alex Boardman. Um, one Allison gave me that I actually really like a lot with Keanu Reeves is Constantine. I thought Constantine was underrated. I saw Constantine a long time ago. I remember I didn't hate it. No, it was cool, I man. It was just there. Um, Bill Stark gave me the happening. <laughs> I was like, he likes it ironically, asshole. I know Bill. Bill doesn't do anything ironically. <laughs> um, Running Man from Mike Bassett. I was like, a lot of people like Running Man. I like Running Man. I, I love Arnold's like string of like questionable action movies. Running. I saw Running. Did I see Running Man? You've seen Running Man. I promise you. Yeah, I've seen Running Man. Um, so this one was interesting because this, these are movies a lot of people like. But um, this is from Ash Mayola, and she said that these are movies that all my girlfriends don't necessarily understand me liking. So I, I, I gave her an exception because even uh, the landlord doesn't like a lot of these. Was Goodfellas, Casino, and Donnie Brasco. They're not necessarily movies made for females. Um, so I, I gave her that one. Um, I got Armageddon from Mike Esposito. <laughs> I remember when Armageddon came out, my grandma, I was visiting my grandmother in Florida, old Italian woman, and we went to like an IMAX and she went out of the theater. She's like, I would be able to hear for a week. That was the worst, most terrible movie. It was so loud. I remember. So remember when you're a little kid and you don't know the difference between a good movie and a bad movie. And you like, know Armageddon was the shit. Dude. I remember come seeing Cry. Armageddon and going like. That really wasn't good, was it? No, and it's also creepy, the parts where Ben Affleck is, like, walking animal crackers on Liv Tyler's titties while Steven Tyler's singing in the background. So he's trying to have sex with Steven Tyler's daughter while While Steven Tyler... Yeah, it's... it's, I do know that uh, Mike uh, Esposito, he's your friend. Esposito... Le Michael, Le Esposito. Um, I know that he has been talking about Armageddon as an underrated movie. Wait, he brings it up quite frequently. I'd actually rather watch Deep Impact. I prefer Deep Impact to Armageddon. I don't think I saw it with Morgan Impact. Freeman as the Black President. Yeah, I didn't see that. Um, it was very unrealistic at the time. Um, like Armageddon was. I got Daredevil with Ben Affleck. No, no. So no, no. one of the things that um, 
did make sense, and I have seen it, is the uncut version of Daredevil, where they made it more look like, um, it kind of played like a Sin City kind of thing. It was more like a comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually not bad. Overall, though, the movie is cast terribly. Ben Affleck was cast poorly. Jennifer Garner, who... Why are we talking about Jennifer Garner so much on she this show? Her and Home Alone. <laughs> if Jennifer Garner stars in Home Alone 5... We almost went a week without Home Alone, and you just ruined it. Um, so uh, I got Daredevil. Um, this one I agree with for Maureen. Batman and Robin. We talked about Batman it. Batman and Robin's I, great. It's fun. Um, it, Tom Click who gave me Independence Day Resurgence, the second one. Yeah, but <laughs> he's an asshole for giving me that one. Tom, I love Tom. Tom has some of the most questionable ch- tastes, but he also will stick by them. Like you can't he, sway that's, him. That's it, how you got to do it. If you're going to commit, you like. Commit. If he likes something, he could have. It could be one good review, and it will be coming from Tom Colicchio yeah, in no, Virginia. I'm, I'm completely with you on that. Um, I think when you do that, that's how you have to. Um, and what else do I have? Um, Dylan Craft gave me Bruno. He actually liked it more than Borat. I liked Bruno. I did not like it as much. Yeah, as Borat. I, I can agree with that. Um, Micah gave me a bunch of. Sh- shitty ones followed by decent ones uh battle los angeles was terrible um it was supposed to be remember how excited patrice o'neill was for that it was supposed and to be his and it was the, the better independence yeah day. exactly because independence day once they destroy the city it really shits the bed uh i thought battle los angeles i was pumped for it i hated it it was a clunky fuck of a movie very predictable it was giving me a headache it was filmed terribly it's a Poorly cinema cinematographized cinema photographer. That's cinematographized cinematographized film. Um, I don't even think that's a word. He gave me the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, which actually was pretty well received. I saw that with I Jessica saw that, Biel um, on it's, like a cable. It's not like, bad. I saw it on like. I didn't see it in the four years post. I remember I liked it. It's not bad. It's just the original is still so good that it's hard to really remake that. The original still holds up and it's still kind of disturbing. Um, and then he also gave me Matrix Revolutions, which I actually kind of agree with. The third Matrix, I think, is way better than the second I've one. I've never seen the other two Matrixes. So Reload, Matri- I, I Matrixes. think they get a little too much shit, but they're compared to the first one, they're garbage. Which is a, I, I saw part of one. Which is the one where they're on the highway and he's jumping up That's and down? That's the second one. That's Reloaded. Yeah, I saw part of that one. I didn't like it's, it. The third one is completely different. There's not much of that kind of fighting. It Actually, most of the action takes place in Zion with the machines. So it kind of changed up the, the formula, you, which I liked. Do you remember the Matrix online game? They had a Matrix-like EverQuest. Ralph, I had all the Matrix games. Oh, I had Enter the Matrix. I had uh, that was the one where you played as Jada Pinkett Smith, and I also had the pa- would, the Path of Neo. I had. I really wish you would go into the Matrix or leave I, the Matrix. Just, if, uh, just go away. <laughs> just go. go. Just, just you go. want me to unplug from the Matrix? Yeah, whatever. You, however, um, the Matrix. Works. Taylor also gave me Blade Trinity, which again I disagree with, especially yeah. since the first two Blades are. So my favorite Blade 2 movies. is awesome. Um, and then he gave me this one. I actually agree with as well. Jason X. I like Jason X. It, I love all the Jason. They're fun. They're kind of. They're kind of supposed to be bad. Where were you? Where else were you gonna go? He already uh, took New York. So. Exactly. He took Manhattan. He. I mean, they, that's actually not a bad remake. That's one I'll put on here for myself. I thought the Friday. I love Jason. I thought, X. I thought the Friday Thirteenth remake was really good. Actually, I didn't. See it's it. dude. You know what they did is they took the elements of the very first three Friday Thirteenth. The they took the they they put the mom in the, the the beginning like the opening credits and then they they mentioned like the the duffel bag or the potato sack on his head. <laughs> the, the, the potato, potato sack. sack one is so and, fun. And two, no, I'm telling you, watch the remake, man. The remake's actually pretty no, good. I'm talking about the actual one where he there's not there's something. 
there's something missing with a guy running around with a potato sack on his head the whole time. It's, it's absurd. Um, and then absurd. the last two I have are from Drea, um, which I'm going to completely disagree with her on one and very much agree with her on the other. She gave me Suicide Squad, which was a no, piece of shit. No, no, Piece no. of shit. Awful. And no one awful. can ever tell me that it was good. No redeeming qualities. It, it, actually, as much as I don't like him, Will Smith wasn't bad in it, and Viola Davis was good. I thought I like Margot Robbie and I hated she her. She's terrible. At, Jared Leto, I don't care what anyone says. Worst worst Joker I've It's not I've, even close about him being the worst Joker. He tried making a he tried making the Joker Tony Montana. He somehow tried to do a completely different and ended up giving just the most sti- like he did everything differently and just gave a generic Joker somehow. I like, don't know how. You know what he was before the the Joker became like the hot costume when people would make their own Joker costumes and try to make oh, it different. Or if yeah. like you saw like the the off Batman series and Do you know what it reminds me of. You know how like there'll be those things on Facebook. It'll be like this artist redesigned the Disney princesses to look goth. <laughs> that's, that's what it looks like. Yeah, that's literally what it was. And uh, the other one Dre gave me that I actually do like a lot was Get Him to the Greek. I Get Him to that, the Greek is great. Get Him to the, there are people that don't like it like right. i know the landlord doesn't like it oh she has a very poor sense that, of humor she, with, uh, uh, diddy uh, diddy's fan, phenomenal dude, when he's rubbing dude, the oh my god when he's rubbing the, the jeffrey I, the jeffrey I, I really hope the the landlord commits and tells like she tells me she only listened to like half the show because i just ripped on her sense of humor with movies but we have different tastes i like really dumb comedy sometimes so but get him to the yeah, greek i thought it was funny have different tastes i like good well, things you have good she, she likes bad things yeah, yeah we're smart and like we're, me <laughs> we're gonna get evicted <laughs> So, um, th- those are just. Do you have any movies that you love that everyone else seems to okay, hate? Okay, I got some. Some I think you're going to agree with. I think some you're going to rip me up upon. But okay, I guess let me hear. Point of this. Um, five year engagement. I didn't see five year engagement. Um, That's with um, Jason kind of, Siegel and um, 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 Isla Fisher. No, no. Uh, th- or Amy Adams. Emily Blunt. Oh, it's Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. That whatever. Tomato, yeah. Tomato. Um, it got. Good reviews, but it was it's a it was rom-com. a chick flick. It yeah, it's a, a chick, chick flick. I thought it was actually really funny. I, I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. I don't always hate chick flicks. There's some I like. Yeah, but it it's very chick flicky. Well, okay, I mean, but still, there's some that can be decent. Um, what else you got? Butterfly effect. I actually thought the butterfly effect was great. So a thing with the butterfly effect when it came out, I loved it. I don't think it aged particularly well. Um, and then I, you know. I think the other thing that ruined it for me was I watched all the alternate endings and they just they suck so bad and that's more in my head. But mm-hmm. there are some really cool. I thought things Ashton in... Kutcher put on a really good. He performance. was good in it. Yeah. Like he, um... Did you ever watch the alternate endings? No. The one where he, the one that was controversial is he goes back to when his mother's giving birth to him and he chokes himself with his own umbilical cord. Oh, that's so, edgy. Yeah, exactly. There is mean, he the witch. Yeah, that's dude. It literally it was one of the dumbest endings ever. Um, what else do you got? Um. I have Batman vs Superman. We've I I would say it. that I would put that on there. I liked it's it. It's not a good movie, but it's enjoyable. Yeah, I enjoy I, the movie. I think um the, the things I don't like about it are what kill it for me. Like I hated Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. I thought he was terrible. Uh, yeah, and uh, he was trying to be the Heath Ledger Joker as fucking Lex Luthor, a suave billionaire. I'll tell you this: his take of Lex Luthor. Luthor was better than Jared Leto's take of the yes, Joker. Yes, I would agree with that. I don't know if that really... And I also hated Doomsday in Batman versus Superman. They ruined... I like that Doomsday was in it. I just didn't that like wasn't, the way they that did wasn't, Doomsday. That was like when they did Bane and Batman and Robin. That's literally the equivalent of it. Um, I Because Doomsday... It's one of the few comics I actually have, right? It's the Doomsday. Uh, yeah, Superman's yeah. Superman's dead. Um, so I was kind of excited, but... And they didn't do it right. I, 
I was happy to see Doomsday. That's all. What else do you have? Um, Spider-Man, the one with Andrew Garfield. The first one. That's my definitive uh, Spider-Man. I, th- okay, I love so that one. I agreed until I saw Homecoming. Um, I loved. I haven't the, seen Homecoming. I loved the Andrew Garfield one, the first one with um, what's Emma Stone was Emma in Stone. it. Um, I didn't uh, see Dennis the second Leary. One. Uh, I thought that was great. It was it, a little corny, but it was. The, a, it, you the know what it second was? one is terrible. I heard that it's, it's bad. terrible. It's be- it's worse than Spider-Man three. And Spider-Man 3 was really, Spider-Man. really bad. What else? You have anything else? Okay, I got two more. This one, have you seen Up in the Air? Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> see, that's the thing. It's, it's I Maybe it got really hyped for me. I, I it, loved, it came off like Oscar bait to me. It's very Oscar bait, but I think it's good Oscar bait. I really like the movie Well, a lot. that was uh, like Anna Kendrick's, like one of her big breakthroughs, Anna right? Kendrick's yeah. in it. George Clooney. I'm a big George Clooney fan. I'm George, I'm the way with George Clooney, the way you are with Tom Cruise, where like... You'd like any movie he's in. Yeah. Although I don't really like the Oceans movies much. They're all right. They're um, what they are. What, so do you have anything else? Or those and then here's the final one. The Mario Brothers movie. Oh, I love that too. You Are do? You kidding? Yeah. Why oh, not? thank God. Fuck, I we grew you up gonna... with it. No, dude. It's by no means is it good, but it's fun. I love it. It, it has nothing to do with the games. Once I randomly saw it on like USA or something a few years ago, and I was so happy. Um, so let me think of ones off. I so saw. I, I like the Friday Thirteenth remake. Um, this is kind of a weird one. Um, it's a Nicolas Cage movie from recently called Knowing. Um, from 2000... Uh, I know my, the name. I don't know anything I, about it. It's not great, but there is some shit in it that I think is just fantastic. Um, Wait, is that the one? No, no, I'm confused. No, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's pretty cool knowing. It, it, like I said, it's a little goofy. It's a Nick Cage movie. Like, you know what you're getting. Uh, the bees. Yeah, not the bees. Not the Wicker Man. I would never the put Wicker, Wicker Man. Man. is so The bad. Wicker Man is horrendous. Um, let me think of uh, other ones. That you didn't stink. prep for your own bit. No, you know what? I had a bunch in my head, and now they're they they've left me. Uh, twenty eight weeks later, got shit on. I like twenty eight weeks later. I thought that was a very uh, good sequel. Specifically, I like Mortal Kombat a lot. I could watch Mortal Kombat any. T- oh, here's one: Dante's Peak. I and Volcano. I love both of those movies. Dude, Dante's Peak is great with Pierce Brosnan. It's fucking fantastic. Have you ever actually seen it? I like a good disaster I have, movie. Ugh. I like a good disaster movie because there's I nothing good it, about them. I haven't seen it, but you didn't exactly sell me. So Dante, This is all I know. Volcano, Pierce Bronson, no, and it's not that bad. No, okay, so Volcano in L.A. is terrible. It, it, that one is really bad. That has like a volcano in L.A.? With Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Hesch. Um, where a volcano erupts in the middle of Los Angeles, and they they create traffic barriers to di- to divert the lava. So you have to understand, Don Cheadle's in it also. We have scientists that all they do is track seismic activity. Correct. They know when things are going to explode, mm-hmm. or at least you know understand. A volcano wouldn't just randomly appear undetected under L.A. So the the only basis of it is there is a hot spring in Los Angeles, and a hot spring technically is a volcano, but they would be able to pick up on the seismic activity. A hot spring doesn't become a volcano Correct. overnight. There's some scenes. There's a scene in Volcano that makes me laugh so hard, and it's um they're in the subway in L.A. gets like shut down because of the lava, and then the workers are trying to save people that are stuck on them, and this guy's carrying someone, and he goes to jump out of the train. Like over the lava, but he lands in the lava and throw it, and he melts like in Terminator Two with the thumbs up yeah, <laughs> into see, the lava, just screaming. You lava. are aware that when you jump into lava, you don't sink and burn. That's I'm aware. You you boil and then you pop. Yeah, exactly. But this one, he sunk like a Terminator Two with the T one T one hundred one. Um, Dante's Peak though is much cooler. That's more like a Mount Saint Hel- Mount Saint. It's kind of loosely based on Mount Saint Helens. Yeah. Um, there's some really cool shit. I was re- actually um a little I was reading about Mount Saint uh, Mount, Mount Saint, Saint Helens. Helens, and um, 
that's all I have. Um, well, so I gave you a bunch now. Um, how was your your birthday, Ralph? My birthday was um. There, I can't really talk about it on air because it does have to do with my job. But uh, I had a very unique birthday. Let me just put it that way. Okay. Um, I kind of forgot it was my birthday halfway through the day. No. Oh, I knew what you were doing. Yeah. And it just, I never really, I had so much going on that I didn't really get to enjoy it. But I do have a little get together. Yes, we're going to have a nice little get together. And I'm actually going to assume now that our guest fell asleep, which I can't fault him. If he just worked a, a 12 hour shift. Wait, wait, and- did we get our first blow? Yeah, we got off. blown off. And if it was wait, wait, an... we have to play music for this. Yeah, you need when to I go and post. I think I should just send you some vid- some sound clips. I have a man pro and just dub them in. <laughs> how, we'll, much we'll of have... a, how much of it do I need to edit out? Um, we'll have Manfro on soon. If he's that tired, I, I get it. He's a sleepy boy. He's a sleepy little boy. I'm sleepy too. Um, so I'm trying to think. Do we have anything? I actually have some couple, a couple things. Um, so uh, E3 was this week. Yeah. Big video game thing. Um, now. I don't keep up with the... I don't play video games like I used to. I really just play sports games. I used to get pumped for E3. I did, and t- then I, I did too. Especially when I worked at Best Buy, it was very easy to do. But there were a couple of things that... um I, I So I don't have a Nintendo Switch, but I did see the new Super Smash Brothers. I kind of want a Switch. I know. Because you know what? The thing with something like Super Smash, the, it's such a fun multiplayer game. Like when your friends are over, it's so worth it. And I think it's cool that they... What they do with them is that they give fans what they want. Correct. They don't go, well, we believe... They're like, you want this character? Fine, we'll fucking You want a fun... Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, just do and it. And then when they release the DLC, it's always a fun... They put, like, the alien and they put a xenomorph and predator in it not that long ago. <laughs> what? Yeah, I swear to God. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I swear. Isn't that great? That's oh, wait, awesome. Ma- sorry, maybe that was an, that was um, a different fighting game. I got confused for a second. Holy shit! You just had my <laughs> hopes build up, and then you shit yeah, on them. Uh, that's what I do. Everyone in my life. Um, so what else to have? Um, Kingdom Hearts three. I know a lot of people are excited for. It. It's been a long Kingdom time Hearts since the cool. Kingdom Hearts. Game. I'll tell you this: Kingdom Hearts. I don't particularly like it, but I do think it's a cool idea that they did yes. originally. Yeah, like I agree with a that. Disney game, and you're like, uh, but well, like a cool Disney game. Exactly. Um, other ones that I'm excited for are the new Wolfenstein. Uh, Wolfenstein. Have you? Did you play the most recent one? I didn't, but I'll tell you why. Do you know people were upset about it because they're making a game about killing Nazi, uh, killing Nazis? Yeah. Yes, we've been making things about killing Every Nazis. Every Wolfenstein you kill Nazis. It, Wolfenstein's been around since the early 90s, and it was killing Nazis then. I'll tell you why I didn't play that one, because I actually had a chance to play that one. I had that and Doom. Remember the new yeah, Doom yeah, I remember. The same? And I chose Doom, and the reason why is because when I think of Wolfenstein, I think of the Wolfenstein with the grainy bits. Yeah, yeah. And, um, that's what I, what's that, Doom, too? That's... Yeah, do, but Doom... Uh, Doom had a... I'll tell you why. Well, Doom had a Wolfenstein better... Wolfenstein wasn't a first-person shooter when it first came out. It was a side-scroller, the original Wolfenstein. Really? Yeah, the original Wolfenstein. Same thing the, as Castlevania. The Wolfenstein I'm fucking talking about. You yeah, know I know what you're talking about. about. Um, but then Doom also had more, like, Doom 3 was good. I love Doom They had Doom, Doom 64. Like, they actually Doom, had games. Like, the, Wolfenstein had one game, went away, and then kind of came the back. The most recent one, dude, um, if you can... I bought it on a PlayStation sale for, like, 10 bucks, and uh, first off, the story's hilarious. There's a scene. There's a specific scene where your cat Hitler is trying to cast you in his movie, and you're in a room with Hitler, and he's senile, and he just starts pissing on the floor. It's it's so goddamn funny. <laughs> you just casually drop that you have old Hitler pissing on the floor, casting a movie. Yes, he's he's casting. A movie. I might be in. I uh, might. Have... But the thing that's great about the game, it is the best guns I've used in a first person shooter ever. ever. I'm telling you, get it. It's a fucking yeah, fun game. Okay, and if you're shot. one of those jerk offs that is upset because they're killing Nazis, I don't you care. can stop listening to my fucking show. Well, you know what it is? 
I think it's a fucking video game. Grow first up. of all, all the Wolfensteins, all you do is kill they, Nazis. From the beginning, you weren't offended about it when it was on Super Nintendo. You fucking like, asshole. Going, like, I guess people are assuming it's a social justice warrior. Social justice warrior no, killing Na- doesn't apply to Nazis. Yeah, making uh, first off, the game is a hypothetical, as if the Axis won World War Two and they split America into Japan and Germany. But it's really Germany running everything. So already you're mad about something as if the Germans beat us in World War Two. So that to me. When I found out people were actually mad about that, I was stunned at the I stupidity have, of citizens. I do have one question, though. Yes. Because I remember when that happened. I remember you and I were talking about it when mm-hmm. it happened. Were people really mad? Or were no, they were pe- mad. Were there people saying that they were no, mad? No, they were saying that it's justifying violence against um, people that have uh, Nazi views, which oh. that was at the time where Nazis were getting yeah, punched in the street, whatever. Kill some Nazis. I'm, I'm sorry, but again, it's there's giant Nazi robots in this game, and you're getting mad about... You're allowed to kill... No, you know, Nazis, you're always allowed to kill Nazis. If, if Indiana Jones can punch a Nazi then we should be allowed to kill them in video games. I'm not saying anything in real life. I'm saying it's a video game. Get the fuck over it. Um, so the next one's... Uh, the big... I like how you dropped your voice to show, like, this is serious. This is serious. I'm, yeah, well, no, I'm just... It, people, I, I imagine allow getting, you Imagine to getting Nazis. mad about the content of a video game, like, offended. To if be you're fair, not a fucking people parent. are always getting offended by video games. Uh, but, I mean, getting offended by something that is completely I, fictional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't understand. Kill some, go kill some Nazis it, get, in video games. Play, get a video game and kill some Nazis. Oh, wait, wait, I'm it's sorry, good I'm for sorry, your health. I'm sorry. Kill, kill some, some Nazis. Nazis. Um, the other ones, the big ones that were announced were Dying Light 2. Um, did you play the first Dying Light? I never heard of Dying Light. Um, it was kind of like Dead Island, except it, w- it incorporated parkour. Like, you had to scale walls. It was a lot of fun. Oh, was it kind of like Mirror's Edge? Did you ever play yeah, Mirror's Edge? Yeah, it was a mix of Mirror's Edge and... Um, um, Dead Island. So zombies running. Um, you got you can't go out at night because there's a different type out there. It's a really really fun game. Oh. I've been waiting for a sequel. Um, the big one, or the, the Last of Us Two, is the really really Last big one. I know, that's the big um, one. That's the the first Last of Us was probably PS3's greatest game. Next to well, as far as exclusive, it's probably PS3's greatest game they've made. You also have um uh. Shit, I can't remember. Beseda. Yes. Um, Beseda. Yeah. Um, they announced the new Fallout, which I like which, Fallout, but... Um, I don't like the idea of... I, not that I play Fallout, but the idea that you have to play online on the yeah. new one. I don't like roping people Here's in that the they thing, have to though, play online. I do trust that studio. Like, there's a few yeah, studios no, I, where, like, I'm giving you... I'm giving you the um, benefit of the doubt. I'm, I'm completely with you. They're there. making a new space game, I think, which I'm yes, excited for. Yes. Um, they're making a Star Wars. Uh, um, Fallen Order. Um, it's a full up, straight up story mode where you play as a Jedi after the events of Revenge of the Sith. Uh, no, but aren't they making a new, a completely new title that's like not based on anything existing called like Starfleet or something? Star. They're they're apparently making all kinds of Star. This is the first one they announced, but there was no footage, I guess. Um, the one that I just showed you when you were coming in is that they made a World War Z game. I'm excited for that. Which, um, I love the book. The movie's the- okay. The book is really the, good. The book is great. The movie, I thought it was going to be a lot worse, and there were some really cool things in the movie. Isn't it weird that Mel Brooks' son wrote the book? Max Brooks, I know, and he also did the the complete guide for surviving the zombie yeah, apocalypse. Yeah. Um, and the what I like about seeing this World War Z game is if you ever played Left 4 Dead on the Xbox 360... I think we played at Greg's. Yeah, books, we right? played. We played at both um, It looks like a third person Left for Dead. Like you got it has to use teamwork. It's a four player co op. There's a story mode, um, and it takes place. It's literally a third person Left for Dead. And I've been waiting for Left for Dead since Left for Dead Two, and that was 2008 that that came out. Left for Dead Four. I technically be three. 
Dave Valve has been teasing it forever and it never came out. I have no idea why I just said that. You clearly said the last game was Left 4 Dead. Yeah, I don't know where you came before you skipped three. I just had it's my like when, brain just stopped working. When, when for Troll a when Troll Two came out, but there was no Troll One. Um, zombie Three. Zom- is... Yeah, exactly. Or uh, Zombie Two. Yeah, Zombie it was a Three sequel. is Zombie One, and sometimes Two. Um, now the one that I'm most excited about is the Resident Evil Two remake. I've been waiting for this for a very, very long time. I know how time. much you have talked about this ad nauseum. Well, because the the original Resident Evil came out in 1998. No, because 1998 was Resident Evil Two. Oh, that's what I thought you were talking Res- about. The original Resident Evil, I want to say, came out in 96, because that was around the time yeah, of the yeah, first yeah. PlayStation. It was one of the first titles on the original mm-hmm. PlayStation. And that game was incredible, and they had remade that on the GameCube um, back in 2002, and they remastered it, and then they remastered it again for the PlayStation 4, and I it was a free download one month. And it played great, it looked nice, but again, it had that um, the over-the-top cam- uh, camera angle where they keep you in one spot. The pre-rendered background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so this one, it's literally they completely remade it while stick, staying true to the story. But now it is an over-the-shoulder shooter, third person, which is what Resident Evil Four was, Resident Evil Five. That's the Resident um, Evil. Biohazard was the only one that was a first-person shooter. It's back in Raccoon Biohazard City. Biohazard was a first-person. Yeah, Biohazard was entirely first-person. The one with the the thing that chases you around. Yeah, the Biohazard was first-person, dude. Really? It was the first um, true Resident Evil story mode game. That was a. It, I, I it was you. technically Resident Evil Seven. I trust you. Oh no 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 no! I'm I'm sorry. I'm thinking of um, the the one with Nemesis. That's what I'm thinking. That's of. The, three. Yeah. Yeah. Which, that's three. Okay. I'm that's, sorry. I'm confused. So Resident Evil Two came out in 1998. Resident Evil Three came out in 1999. That's what Nemesis, I really like. Yeah. Nemesis was great. Now the thing that was cool about Two is that there were two discs, and one character you got to play as Leon Kennedy, and the other one you got to play as Claire Redfield, and they were the same. They were similar stories, but taking place in different parts of Raccoon mm-hmm. City. Um, I'm going to be really interested to see how I incorporate that with the remake because of how good it looks and the things they ch- the thing that you kind of lose when you don't do the the stuck camera. Mm-hmm. There was this great scene in the beginning of Resident Evil Two where they show the camera like both looking outside the building and inside, and you start seeing those liquors, the the creatures mm-hmm. that climb, and then you but you know it's coming and it still scares you. That's gone now, but what they did was the lighting specifically, and all you have is a flashlight in this dark room, and things are just coming, busting through the windows, and when you shoot the zombies, you actually see the flesh come off, so you know how much damage you've done. I'd be, I'm actually, I'd be excited for this, because I'm, I'm not, I like Resident Evil, I don't, I'm not like you who, like, I, 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 I grew up on it, man, I was, when I was talking to Jared about it yesterday, on weekends, we would literally, me, him, and Spooner would play Resident Evil for 15, 16 hours straight until we beat the game. We would take turns playing it. Same thing with um, another underrated title was Dino Crisis. Do you remember Dino Crisis from the creators of Resident Evil? No. That was that was a fun game. It was like a, more of a horror Jurassic Park, but you were living it out more. That was actually a very, very fun game. I haven't even heard of Dino Crisis. No, dude, Dino Crisis was pretty popular when it came out. Um, That and Parasite Eve. Remember Parasite Eve? I remember Parasite Eve. Parasite Eve was fucking Parasite hard. Eve. Actually, I played Parasite Eve. What are, what are some, some games? Um, I'll tell you. Like, wait, wait. I'll tell you the one thing from E3 that I'm excited for. What's that? They only announced it very briefly, very, very briefly, Elder Scrolls Six. Yes, I saw that. I know that's one people are very, very... I The way you love Resident Evil... People spend Resident, a lot of time the on The way it. you love Resident Evil, I love those games. I uh, still play hey, I'm in the mi- I'm in the minority of all my friends. I'm like one of the three or four that doesn't touch those games at all. They are... I just don't have the patience, personally. They're so good. And the big thing is, because the way they do with the Elder Scrolls is... They have this big land, and each one they have different countries in them. Yeah, 
and massive, massive maps, massive. Yeah, massive, huge maps, and each one only takes place in one country in this yep. big world. So they've done Skyrim, which was like the Nordic world. They did Morrowind, which is kind of like this like um, dark fantasy, mm-hmm. which it's it, cool. It's very like um, a lot of bugs. Yeah, a lot yeah. Of, it kind of, it kind of reminds me of uh, Jeff Goldblum's A Fly. So the big question is... He just said the other day he's open to a sequel if Cronenberg wanted to do it. Yes, yes I know. Please, Goldblum, yes. do another fly. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious, which, are they going to go to the lizard land? Are they going to go to the cat person I land? Mean, I think, I guess with that, that game and that world, there's so many options and so many things you can do. Um, like and they, said, I'm really in the minority there that I, I tried playing. Um, I tried playing Oblivion, I believe it was. Oblivion. I don't want to say it stinks, I, but it is the weakest of all. I think it was Oblivion. I tried. But you got to understand, I tried. I tried playing Fallout. I didn't like Fallout. Yeah, if you, it, it's, you I, just won't. It's not for you. I like sir. I like if they made another. If they remastered Knights of the Old Republic, I would play Knights of the Old Republic again. I love. Hey, the, I, gotta, I love the Fable games. Hey, we need to pause real quick. I'm getting a call. That okay, I I need to we're take. gonna Sorry pause about that. Oh, I feel how was, so how, much better. How was your phone call, Ralph? Oh, it was great. Yeah? Are you, are you in trouble? Or do people just not know where you are? People just don't know where I am. <laughs> First time anyone's <laughs> ever been looking for me. Oh, the other game that um looked cool is uh, that new Spider-Man game coming out. looks fantastic. I didn't know there was a new Spider-Man it looked, game. Dude, it looks awesome. That's like, they, they need to release like a good Marvel. When's the last time they released a good Marvel game? Like, I'm trying to, I actually like they those. They had that one. Um, the Ultimate Alliance Yeah, those, those were fun. fun. Um, so here, actually, some news. I just saw this yesterday. Um, they just filmed the final episode after 27 seasons of Jerry Springer. I read that last night. What? Jerry Springer is coming no, to an end. I love Honestly, Jerry Springer. As far as um, culturally important shows, I don't know if there's a more important show than Jerry Springer. In Shut the up. No, I'm, but I'm not kidding you. That brought no. the shock. That brought that was shock TV. I, I get what, shock you're, try, TV I get what you're trying to do. I'm I, not trying to do anything. It's I, a fact. Yeah. Do you know what the ratings are still like for Jerry Springer? They're still great, but I'm not putting culturally important shows. The Simpsons, Lost, The Wire. I'm not putting Jerry Springer. Why not? Why would you not put Jerry Springer? Was not what was daytime talk TV, and when it became a shock thing, is that not still a thing? Was that not the precursor to what reality TV is now? Was Jerry Springer 100? percent No, Jerry. Yes, it did. It absolutely kickstarted it. No, I, 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 I see the correlation. I think you would still have reality TV without him. I don't think you would have the same type of reality TV. I, when I think of reality, I think of the Osbournes. I think of um. Uh, the, like the reality, like lost those kind of things. I put them lost? in lost. You mean Survivor? Survivor, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> reality game show. Yeah, but like I think those but, are big. But I you think... can't even argue that Jer- even just the talk shows from Maury. How po- how huge is Maury? I could say influence, but I don't think it's essential. To- Maury so, celebrity Sp- deathmatch was an offshoot of Jerry Springer. When's the last time anyone talked about celebrity deathmatch? But I'm saying, how huge was it when it came out? It well, was huge want, for if, like okay, two years. Here's another one. It, it it completely brought Howard Stern to television on the mainstream. It was all because of Jerry Springer being popular. It changed the way I'm du- not... it changed the way WWE did TV. Do oh, it- oh, there we go. It had to have a wrestling component. I was wondering where you're going. What's okay? It has to have a wrestling component because at the time when it, it became the Attitude Era, was totally inspired I by Jerry Springer and Howard Jerry Stern. Jerry Springer in the top echelon. Of, what did you say? The most influential show ever? Television. One of the most influential television shows of all time. You influential. Don't have to like it. Yes, I'm not putting it at one of the most influential. Yes, it has. But it has to be. Name, name, name me five more in the last 30 years. I just gave you a You bunch. gave me The Simpsons? Go ahead. Okay, The Simpsons. I think The Wire, because I think The Wire, even though it wasn't popular. I I said culturally important. I'm telling you right now. I think The Wire is more important than The Wire. Uh, Sopranos, okay. You You could take one or the other. 
Um, I, I didn't prep for this, so I'm I, no, I'm putting both. Yeah, exactly. You don't have an argument when on a whim. I'm you know, you're you. right. Jerry Springer's the greatest show ever. But but what it, the most popular component on television is reality TV. I don't like reality TV. I put uh, Survivor ahead of it. Survivor for game shows, I would agree. But again, but I think Survivor also but was would there be very a, influential. Would there be a Survivor without something like Jerry Springer and the shock value yes, TV? I think so. You think so, but we don't know because Jerry Springer became a rate. It was a ratings juggernaut. It was a daytime talk show that was doing ratings like primetime television. You know how ins- if you look at the but Oprah, I put Oprah ahead of him. If we were doing talk shows, I think Oprah's much I, more I said I said shock oh. value TV specifically. Shock value Oh wait, TV. we need to sh- okay. In shock value, yeah, okay. I put a top five when it comes to shock it, value it, TV. But, that's, but isn't that what reality Jersey Shore is complete shock value reality TV. Kardashian, shock value reality TV. The Maury show, the Steve Wilco show, all of them were you're, responsible. You're, Sally Jesse Raphael, that big Dumb bitch. What's her name? The one that passed out on TV a few months ago. I, the, um, I, I forgot her name. Uh, one of them. But no, I mean, I listen, no. I haven't watched Jerry Springer in years, but it was, he had his own channel. He had his own pay-per-view network. I get it. it hey, if there's no Jerry Springer, there's no Girls Gone Wild. Think about it like that too. Right. <laughs> that, uh, I, it, it has, listen. Yes, you, I get it. He's influential for trashy, white trash television. How many, se- how many seasons is The Simpsons in now? 35. This is 27 seasons of a show. Think about that. Gunsmoke went 28. When's the last time you saw someone drop a gunsmoke? Another influential show. Bonanza. You have to put Jerry Springer in that conversation no matter what you think about it. It has to be. It It has to be. Why? Tell me how many shows went over 25 seasons and were still at the top of their game. It, I, I, I know it sounds crazy. He had a movie for Christ's sake. There was a Jerry Springer movie. I know he was in the Austin Powers movies for Christ's sake, dude. It's I know it's weird to think about. I didn't think about this until I saw that it was ending, and I'm like, twenty seven fucking seasons. I understand. I think it's an American. I think it's a pop culture. It's an American reference. staple. It's an yeah. American staple. It's a tent, I think tent it's, pole. I think it's something everyone should watch. I think it's interesting. I think it's bizarre. But as for just one of the top influential shows of all time, I think that's a stretch. I I, I just don't know because I really don't think there's this weird reality TV obsession because people were obsessed with Jerry Springer like they are the Kardashians, like they were the Osbournes, like they are Real Housewives. That's kind of where it all started. There was only talk shows for these people beforehand until he pulled back the layers no matter how real or fake it was. And here's the thing. I think everyone went that way for a while. Maury and um, Maury still does it. I'm afraid of pickles. <laughs> Maury's the best with those. You're afraid. You know what? Speaking, you're of, afraid of mustard. Uh, guess what? We have a, a five gallon. Tub. No, the best was the woman that was afraid of the, cotton balls. The cotton monster. <laughs> he looked like the Michelin Man. One of my. Can we, fa- just, can we just one show? We just watch Maury. One of my favorite episodes of the. Did you ever actually watch the Steve Wilco show? I'm sure I have. So there was an episode. There was some guy on who all it was. The episode was called the Kiss of Death, and this guy had AIDS. And what he wanted to do, because someone gave him AIDS without telling him, was he, he, he was on there saying that he wanted to give AIDS to as many people as possible. And what... what that's Steve, a felony, by the way. I know, well, that's the thing. He brought cops on eventually. But what Steve would do is like he'd get these people who were like domestic abusers and um, child abusers, and he, they'd have chairs like, stand up. He goes, you can't sit on my show. And he'd throw the chair across the stage. He brings out this guy's boyfriend, the guy that's giving people AIDS, and like he's trying to make them make out on stage. Wilco's was the trashiest show I've ever seen in my life. It was fantastic. You're you're right. Jerry Springer really is influential (laughs) with gems like that. Hey, if there's no Jerry Springer, I don't know how relevant TMZ is because TMZ was one of the people he leaked to. You know what? If I 
if you have to take away Jerry Springer, but TMZ goes away, I'm fine with it. I'm that. with you there, too. So I actually I, just mentioned, I, we were saying, like, it's a stable. Before we go into our picks, this is really quick, because... Um, uh, and I said that I you think keep saying stable, it's stable, staple, stable, staple, whatever. I, can, uh, I know, I know. What I'm saying staple, but I'm not saying stable. Like in my head, I'm saying. You just said stable. I know. I'm doing it as I'm. I see myself out of body because your brain's it. broken. It's been broken for a long time. But um, I said it's a tent pole of American television. Um, and I was thinking the other night I was hanging out with Bob and Quaz, and Quaz like was asking about like certain music, and System of a Down came on, and he like never listened to System of a Down. And I'm like, that to me was so weird because then I was saying Toxicity is probably, that's a tentpole album for me, Toxicity. When it comes to albums I've listened to the most in my life, and I, I was listening to it again the other night, I was, this is absurdly good still. It's aged well. It's aged well. It's it's definitely their best album, I think, without question. I, I agree. I didn't like Steal This Album. I didn't love Mesmerize and Hypnotize. I like Mesmerize and Hypnotize I liked, more than hi- you did. I liked Hypnotize more than Mesmerize. I forget which one's which because they came out so... Mesmerize had um, Cigarro on it. And the other one had the song Hypnotize on it. Which one had BYOB? BYOB was um, on Steelist Album. Bring Your Own Bomb was no, on... No, no, I'm pretty sure... No, pretty BYOB sure. was on Steelist Album. Yeah. I'm, I'm, wait, maybe not. I don't know. I, I haven't listened to BYOB in forever. Yeah, double check it. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm try- I was trying to think of like other albums that were just like important. Like I can listen to them anytime. Mesmerize. It was on Mesmerize? Mesmerize okay. is the one I like. Okay. Yeah, I liked Hypnotize more, but I haven't listened to either of those in a while. Um, I like Illmatic was on there for me, like an album I'll always listen to. I made them listen to it. They never heard it. So we're talking about like albums that are like... like not the, not our favorite albums, and albums that are but important when to us. Yeah, like it's an album you could put on any time and listen to it this, the okay. whole way through. Um, just like give me like one or two. I, I got Toxicity and Illmatic. Okay, um, I'll go... I'm not going to go with any ones I gave you. Like, Aglock yeah, would be yeah, on yeah. there, but we already know how I feel about that. Correct. Um, I'd put Blue by Baroness on there. I'd put Dookie by Green Day. Yeah, I'd put that on mine, probably. Uh, my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy uh, by Kanye. Yeah. Dude, like, now that I'm thinking about it more, I'd have to put Slipknot's debut album on there for me. Um, um, honestly, I would put um, uh, Incubus Science on there, probably. Start to Finish is incredible. I'd put a Metallica album on. The problem is, I don't know which one I'd put on. And, and I don't want to put all flip. I'd probably put in Justice for All, personally. And Justice for All. Or Ride the Lightning's really good, too. I think I just put Master. Honestly, yeah, I, know that's like, I know that's a hack answer, but I think I put Master on there. No, that that's a really good one, um, too. I'd put um, a few bl- uh, a Blitz and Trapper album on there. That, I know uh, you, I, uh, I've talked to you about them, you yeah. know how much I like them. But um, Dookie, I think as far as like albums I grew up with, I'd put Dookie on there. I'd put... I'd have to put Dookie on there for sure. I'd put Four by Zeppelin on there. That's a good one. We don't want to get into too much Zeppelin yeah, stuff. Yeah. So now that we're... Um, I, I want to go into our picks for this coming week. So I actually... I made... Um, for you, I made a list because movies, you kind of have to... You, you with music, you can kind of get the idea if I haven't listened to it. Um, so I made a list to know if you like saw something. There's something I, I'd want, I wanted to ask you before I gave you my pick. But, um, what's a genre that like you're you're feeling right now, like when you enjoy watching it, or one that you feel like you want to watch more of? Because that might influence my decision here. I think I know what I'm going to pick, but if you're uh, looking for something that's like um, dramatic action, you know what I? It's not really a genre. Maybe it's I'm getting a little too specific, but you know what I'm kind of in the mood for a good like. Don't say d- anime. anime. <laughs> oh yeah, just porn. <laughs> I'll tell you this. You watch I fap. <laughs> there we go. I yeah. show we have a stupid <laughs> variation of the show. Um, the good anime movie. 
You're gonna make fun no, of me. I, but real quick, I want to go ahead. Before, just tell me what kind of movie. Spirit first. Away is a good anime movie. Yes, sure. So what what kind I of want like a like a detective movie, like an okay. investigation. All movie. right, this this is okay. That's actually the one I kind of was leaning towards. It's not necessarily an investigation movie, but there is a level of um. Like uh, sneaking around, kind of. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you Gran Torino with Clint Eastwood. Oh, okay. Um, so this movie, man, it's uh, we, Josh never saw it either, and Josh is like a big Clint fan, and we made him watch. I it, know, like, a, I know enough about Gran Torino that I have a back. If idea. you haven't seen Gran Torino, it's it, there's some real, real old school like racism in it from Clint, but it's it's watching his character like evolve throughout the movie. Um, I, I love it. I think it's one of Clint's last great movies. Um, it, I think you'll like that okay. quite a bit. So Gran Torino, um, if you haven't seen it, it's a really, really good one. It's definitely like a guy guy flick for sure. Um, there, there's some really badass shit in it. And Clint, Clint's the fucking man. Like you can't really go wrong with Clint Eastwood. Um, not that all his movies are great, but he, he's a great director and he's been in some, he's a really t- good director. I mean, there's been some that I didn't care for, but like recently I liked I, as much as I thought Chris Kyle was full of shit. American Sniper was a good movie. Um, and he directed that. Thank you for your service. Say, Thank you for your service. All right. So what album do you have for me? Okay. Ralph? So I actually had like five. I, I throughout the movie. I'm to one. No, yeah. I'm not giving you a fuck. <laughs> I couldn't decide, and then while I was driving over here, I actually changed you had last a re- you had a minute. a revelation. I I just put it on randomly. I'm giving you a rap album. Oh, finally. What is it? So, here's the thing with the album. It's been listed both as a solo album and a group album. The group is Cunnilinguists. Yes, that's their name. I know you're... <laughs> um, but the guy's name is No. K-N-O. K- was it? K- K-N-O. So I don't know if it's a solo album or group album. It sounds like a group album, if you ask me. When did the album come out? Uh, 2009, 2008, okay. around there. Okay. Um, I, I've heard of them before. Maybe I've heard some stuff. but yeah, I, The I album's don't... called uh, Death is Silent. Oh, it's the name of the... No is the guy. It's called Death, De- is... Death is Silent. Death is Silent. How would you describe it? Is there anything you can compare it to? Um, It's got a lot of old school hip hop in it, but it's Good. also That's got... um, like. It's got a lot of weird production elements in it. Like you'll have a like a medieval like flute in it. Oh, go, that's awesome. Um, sometimes it borders on corny, but gotcha. overall, it's a good album. I All like right. it. Cool. I'm it's unique. For... It's unique. And it, driving over here, I'm like, oh, I'm going to give Dan this one. Good. I've been waiting for you to give me some hip hop because you've given me, I don't you, go... you've, you've mixed it up fairly well. You gave me uh, some just pure rock. You gave me some classic rock. You gave me some dog shit. Um, you gave me some weird shit. And now you're giving me some actual rap. So yeah, I'm I thought I had one other album I was going to give you, which is good, but it's, it's just kind Sa- of Save standard, it for another, you know, it's, it for standard. Another it's nothing special. So I said, I got a story I want to do. All right. Well, you had a game too. I, you want to save the game for, um, yeah, I think, I think we need, I think we need a, a I was lucky. Over. I love him so much. And I also understand that he was working 12 hours and he's a fucking sand hog, which I could never fathom doing. He literally is a sand hog. He rolls around. That's all he earth. does. He just men throw money at him. <laughs> he just <laughs> rolls around in the sand, <laughs> opens his asshole. <laughs> he's got a sand. oink piggy. Boy, can just put a man from with his beard all covered in sand going, oh, oink, oink, oh oink. my god. <laughs> so what what's the story you got? Right, we'll save so the game for another last day. Last night I'm falling asleep. And I hope she didn't wake up. <laughs> I get you know how we'll have Google search and it says trendy topics? Yes. And all it says is Rabid Bobcat. Was this the woman that killed the bobcat? She strangled the bobcat. Yeah, dude, I so saw this, that shit. I actually, Joe lady, Rogan was talking about it. This old lady in, um, I assume Florida. Oh, Georgia. Okay, might as well be Florida. What's the difference? Yeah, <laughs> was behind was in her parking lot 
taking a picture of a bumper sticker. So you have to know that it had to be a Trump bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah, like, it had to be. What probably. Taking a picture yeah, exactly. And a bobcat snuck on her. So the thing scratch at her. It's rabbit. It's biting Fuck her. Fuck you up. This old lady, this fucking grandma strangled the thing to dead. Death. To, to, to dead? To dead. Boo. Um, that's, dude, bobcats, because uh, we have them around yeah, here. Bobcat, <laughs> we have them around here, bobcats. Um, though I saw one. There was one on the island section once. And it was literally right across from mm-hmm. my mom's house. And like we were telling all the kids playing in the street, like, go inside. And my fucking now dead cat, Owen, asshole, walks up and starts going up to it. And this bobcat just started swinging at him. I, I start picking up rocks. Like try- Owen just kind of like played dead. I'm picking up rocks to throw them. And I hit Owen the first time <laughs> as he's playing dead. And then finally I hit the bobcat to scare it away. But he got all hacked to shit. They- yeah. I would much rather Those meet things- a bobcat than a mountain lion, though. I'll tell you this. I think the scariest of all are coyotes. A group of coyotes. You know what's crazy is I know we've always had them around here, but it was this past October. Um, we went. Uh, we were in Brooklyn and we got back pretty late. And um, landlord went to sleep, and I was outside having a smoke. And um, I heard it sounded like sirens in the distance, and I was like, "What the fuck it's is that noise?" It's the most unnerving. Un- and then it was like getting louder, so I, I was like, that, "Not sirens." So I look it up, and it's coyotes. And then a girl that went to our high school like a week later posted that she was outside having a cigarette, and three coyotes came out and they chased her like into her house. They started like they, surrounding her. But the thing with coyote, you could, you or I, and most adults could take on one coyote. One coyote. It's they're the small. That they're you could just kick that motherfucker in the throat. Although it, apparently in American history, only two people. People have ever only died. two people have and ever died. One was died. a baby and one was a folk people musician. People get fucked up, though. I mean, around here more so, we got to worry. Like, actually, today, I was just talking to people about how I haven't had a bear yet this year, and I woke up this morning, and my recycling was all over the front. Taylor. So, uh, it was Micah. <laughs> He's a bear. <bear-rar. laughs> um, and I had a deer ever, in my backyard this you, morning. Wow, that's interesting. We're talking about coyotes, and we go to deer. They're so cute. No, Unless they jump out in front of your car. I hate deer. <laughs> Tom Click, you hit a bear with his car once. Oh, and the bear God. just shrugged and kept walking. I actually did have something for you, and I was wishing Michael was here for this. So um, I had to get a passport for my trip coming up. And uh, Where are you I, going again? We're going to Montana, but we're going to be in Canada for part of it. And Pat, I know. <laughs> that would have been great if you actually thought you needed no, to go to Montana. <laughs> no, I, I, didn't think, I didn't think of getting one. And then when we saw Pat Larson, because um, he used to live in Montana, he's like, no, have your passport. Because even if you're in the Canadian ground f- or water for 30 minutes, they'll fucking kick you out if you don't have a passport. Are you... Are you a felon? I just assumed you were a felon. Mm, not that I know of. But um so How we had are to go you not a felon. I don't I haven't committed any crimes as an adult. <laughs> as, an <laughs> as, adult an, as an adult as an adult. I haven't been convicted, I'll say. Um, I just so, always assumed so you I had, had a few like murders so under your belt. The, la- the landlord and I um had to allegedly had to go get our passports and they take your picture and ju- uh, just like my license, they make me I take- saw the they take maybe can you take my I think I saw that. my glasses off. Oh no, I did not see <laughs> look this. At my picture of my passport. I look like Muhammad Atta. <laughs> like I look like no, you, I look like a Chechen warlord. Why is your face slant? Are you having? Do you have Bell's palsy? I wish I did. It might explain a lot, but but this is the best part. They, listen to this. Yeah, I'm listening. So they they take the picture. They take Caitlin's picture, and then she goes to the woman. Caitlin goes to the woman or the landlord. I just uh, broke kayfabe. Um, Good one. I, the I, the landlord goes to the woman that took the pictures. Oh, how'd they come out? And she goes to her. Well, his came out much better than yours. <laughs> like it's a problem because I look like a I look like I have head lice. I look like I should not be allowed on a plane. How did your beard? Where's that beard? Well, the woman, you don't have well, that you much beard. I know. Well, the, I honestly, the woman was short, so she was taking the picture from probably like the camera was right by like aligned with my chest. 
So that's this the only thing like that would make sense. This looks like you a sex offender registry. I, I, <laughs> I might be. Actually, that's what that is. <laughs> Nothing on your face is symmetrical. And, and I, will oh. po- I will post a picture on... Uh, Look, the... you have a different... Ha- your hair. I know. You have two hairstyles. I know. Oh, I, that's rough. I, dude, you're telling me. And then this is the next thing that comes up in my phone is the, the dildo chair from Burn After Reading. <laughs> so my phone is an assortment of nonsense. So you're going to need that passport for your trip to this great country of Montana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, because I'm going to be in Canada know, for part of I know, it. I'm, I think that's fucking... St- I'm going to be in Canada for 30 minutes and they're going to deport me. Like, okay. I hope. I don't to what? <laughs> to your destination? It's going to be great, though, if like uh, we go and they actually check our passports and they say, you don't look like that and they kick me out. Good, because that is a terrifying. You're only, picture. you're only like driving through, right? Or are you? No, no. The part of the things we're one of the things we're going to visit um, goes into Canadian. Oh, land. Like okay. one of the, It's like a hiking area, I believe. Honestly, I was half paying attention. I just knew I needed a passport, and there's a chance I may travel. I have like no interest in traveling out of the country. I know you're going uh, mm-hmm. to Thailand. Um, please stay. <laughs> but uh, outside of that, like the only other country I'd want to visit probably is like Italy. And oh, you're one of those. I would like to see. Um, I would like to see where my grandfather so, is from. So personally, w- um, when my uh, grandparents died, um, you know, my parents got very. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my parents got very interested in like their family history, heritage. And all that. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, I think that's kind of a thing that happens when yeah. you know you start to lose your parents. And so my dad's looking at it, and he found out that his family was in Tuscany. And I'll always remember this. He's sitting at the table. Me and my sister are eating dinner. And he rubs his face, takes his glasses off, and he looks out in the distance dramatically and goes, one day, we're going home. (laughs) What? We're going going to the mother... We're going to the motherland. (laughs) I distinctly remembering I was eating mashed potatoes and they came out my nose. I was laughing so hard. There's this um, episode of The Sopranos where they go to Italy to meet with like the the real bosses and they bring the guy, Paulie Walnuts, with him who's the one with the silver hair on his sides Mm -hmm. with the white hair and they're all mocking him because he's like Mm American-Italian and not like them. He's like asking for spaghetti and meatballs. He's like, what the (laughs) hell is this shit? We're going home. We're going home. Oh my God goodness um all right so we're about a uh, an hour and a half do you have uh anything else what uh, do you have for I me i actually have a hot take but it's a little bit of an event yeah we gotta do our hot take, take. i forgot um, Shit, i have to think of one now go ahead so um i wasn't allowed to do the mets well yeah you do them every week hot take the mets have only won one game in june they're horrendous um so i googled some and i remember this in the back of my mind apparently there's a game called extreme baseball what Extreme Baseball has both teams hitting and pitching at the same time. What? Yeah. And it's... Wait, wait. What? Yeah. I, I don't understand. That's like in the in basketball when they say, first they tried interleagues play, then they tried inner sports play, and it shows a guy in football gear swinging the bat, and then the outfielder getting tackled. So, <laughs> apparently there's two... I... I'm trying to figure out how it works. There's not a lot of videos because the league apparently folded very quickly. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, um, no shit. Apparently there's only three. There's two bases and the home plate. And apparently one team runs on this side of the diamond, like normally. And then they run the third base side. And then they meet at the second base side. And... I'm watching videos of it. It's just a clusterfuck. That doesn't make any... So that's your hot take? Is that this... Well, wait, wait. My hot take is, (laughs) as stupid as this is, as idiotic as it is, at least they tried. 
We haven't had a new sport invented in a long time. No, um, there's one happening uh, right now, the World Cup. That's <laughs> who. There's my hot take. Fuck off with the World Cup, for the love of God. If you played soccer your whole life, I get it. I get it. That's fine. But it even even the people I know that like it, they have not said a fucking word with these United, early games happening. The United States are in it. I, no, there, but there are some people that are still talking about it, and I have no beef with you. If you're a real soccer fan, but the people that are going to wait... Is Alan into it? Alan loves it. Like he, um, well, he's, he's, a com- he's a commie, so of course he likes it. He's rooting for Russia the whole time. But like these people that I know that they posted how pumped they are, and I haven't seen them say a word about it, but when the finals come up, they're going to act like they've been watching it the whole time. Like, you know what it's the equivalent of? When because it's it's not hockey season right now, so I don't need to be in character. But when I say I'm a hockey expert and I watch you the NHL, play, yeah, I'm a hockey expert. You're a, a lifelong bit, uh, uh, Lightning capital, King, like, capital Capitals. Penguins. I'm a fan of whoever um, beats the Rangers and makes it to the finals. But it, it's why do what, I can, love how angry, can we stop acting like soccer is ever going to be big here ever? I've, I've learned one. You are entirely right, but I do love when there's something that you're not a fan of, you automatically reject it. Yes, I will like, reject your notion. Like, you're like, I'm not a basketball fan. Basketball's boring. Well, this is how I see it. If I don't like something, I look at it like a, I don't have any food allergies, but I treat it like a food allergy. <laughs> like I can't have peanuts. Don't bring me anywhere near that. I'm gonna get hives. I, I might <laughs> learn something. I've tried watching soccer because Jared it's, Jared is one of the people. that's a big soccer it, fan. It's, it's, and it's and tough. I went there one year when he was watching the World Cup, and I'm. Sitting sitting there like okay and i hear that nba players flop and i'm watching these soccer players oh, yeah, they, who are these amazing they're amazingly conditioned they're magic ice spray yeah it's i just i i don't get the game and it's one of the same reasons i can't really keep up with hockey because i don't know all the rules but i love hockey live but like the other problem with soccer is we don't have a good team in america and we're going to be hosting it in eight years they did that so they get the bid automatically <laughs> and the final is going to be at metlife um want to go I might if I'm still with my company, which again you can get ten dollars off at selectaticket.com using promo code Dan P on tickets to any event, and that's P E E. That's Dan, what he does. Dan, yeah, Dan P. Um, it's, By it's way, not that. What a horrible joke that, that was. was terrible. It wasn't you like put, pee your pants. Can like, you put just... car crash noises on your own joke? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have to get a we have to get a soundboard. Oh, um, can you and, imagine us with a soundboard? I, we, we just the whole time it's, hey, like, it's always sunny great? when they try to hey, podcast isn't this great hey, isn't this <laughs> great? be more funny <laughs> um uh, so again um th- my hot take is that uh the world cup is a farce i think i i think we need to invent new sports i think we need yeah, to take you need some to, why i make something extreme. legitimately i want to know why no one has actually tried making a league out of basketball because picture you able to get drunk and the psych outs you can do you put that shit on like comedy central where you can have curses with the the Didn't psych outs basketball trampoline thing for a while well they just ice cube is trying the big three but it's just another just carnation like i would love to see someone actually try a basketball okay. league you know what rock i think uh, i think i got a ball i got a bit i got a bit <laughs> what do the bit we're gonna invent a new sport Oh, okay. I'm in. I'm in. in. I like it. We got to figure out a sport. We'll make a new Um, sport. We'll take suggestions and then we'll uh, we'll actually play it one day and we'll film us playing our new sport. Yes, I think that's a great idea. All right. Um, Actually, soon I'm going to coordinate this summer. We're going to have a big uh, kickball game. We're going to get drunk and play kickball. Um, So if you guys have any questions, comments, um, suggestions, uh, if you want to be a guest on the show at youwatchilisten.com at the bottom, there is a suggestion thing where you can email us uh, or you can message us on Facebook, Twitter. Um, I want to give a shout out to all the podcasts that have been uh, crazy supportive. You haven't seen a lot on Twitter, but um, these fellow podcasts, I'm sorry, I don't remember your name right now, but 
crazy support. We went from 200 followers in three weeks to over 1,300 now um, in just a matter of weeks. Um, and it's a really, really supportive the, community. The so I really appreciate it. The community is surprisingly how helpful they are. Because I mean, because I do the way it works is Dan does all the external stuff, and I do yeah. the internal. Like I correct clean up the audio and all that because he's better at that, and I really yeah. enjoy doing you know the sound exactly. Kind of like the engineering. I do all the graphic design stuff, and, and um, I'm in a few podcast groups just asking for suggestions. They're great, always, and they really are helpful. There's not a lot of competitive. I mean, there's competitiveness and yeah, everything. Yeah. There's rivalries, but it like they genuinely want to help you. It's a great community. No, it's um, and I I've listened to a bunch of them. I ha- I've listened to at least parts of most of the ones that have been like crazy supportive. We've got a ton of great feedback. Um, so again, if there's any suggestions, questions, comments, uh, please on Twitter, Facebook, youwatchilisten.com. Um, this is episode eight. Again, our recommendations. I gave you Grant Torino and you gave me, um, cunnilingus cu- slash you no. gave, <laughs> you're giving me cunnilingus after this. Um, so Dan P Dan P E E. So this was episode eight. You watch. I listen. Um, again, like, listen, share, subscribe, go Russia La- later. Go Mets. <laughs>